0: This week on 4K Kings, we'll be discussing Warner and Zavi teaming up to start a new 4K label. There's some Criterion announcements, an Exorcist 50th anniversary, 8 Mile. We'll be reviewing Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Videodrome, and we're going to do our very first tier list this week. Dabbling into some horror box art for the Halloween season. Are you excited, Matt?
1: I can't wait. I can And we're back. Welcome back, Russ. Welcome back. Who are you? Uh, my name is Matt, and this is Russ. And welcome. We are your 4K Kings covering physical media, covering movies, movie reviews, recommendations, and so much more. Tier lists. <laughs> and don't forget our new patented tier list, which we are definitely the first people to do. Yeah, I think,
0: <laughs> I think once we debut this tier list, it's going to catch on.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, if you are new, welcome back. Or not, because that doesn't make any sense. If you're if you're new, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Um, and a quick thank you to everybody that has been commenting, supporting, giving us likes and thumbs ups, and all kinds of other things of that nature. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate all of that good stuff. Um, don't forget, we have our subscribe for drive giveaway. Russ, what's that all about?
0: Well, Matt, the subscribe for drive giveaway is once we reach our goal of two thousand subs. We will go back to our initial Drive Second Sight video and pick out our favorite comment, and that person will receive a free, sealed, out of print Second Sight edition of Drive on 4K. So, all you have to do is subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Go to our original Drive video, leave a comment. If we feel it is the best of the best, you could win a free copy. Of drive,
1: Awesome. Sounds cool. Yes, definitely. Leave a comment. Do you have a Blu-ray.com account? Drop a, you know, a little, um, uh, what am am I trying to say? Drop a comment. Uh, Drop a comment on there. Spam them. Yes. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. Um, try a walking
0: advertisement for 4k
1: Kings. Yes, please. Um, share, share a link, share anything that you can try to get it out there as much as possible. We're trying to get to that number. And as soon as we do, we'll be able to, Send your way. Well, it was sealed, Russ. We, we left it sealed. Of course we left it sealed. We're not <laughs> monsters. Uh, last week, we covered Roadhouse in 4K, Rocky in 4K, Carrie in 4K. We reviewed Army of Darkness, Fright Night, and Halloween 6 through 8. That was pretty daunting, by the way. Um, and we also gave our A through Z horror recommendations. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed that segment. I don't know if ever anyone got a chance to check out any of the things that we recommended. If you did, let us know. Tell us what you thought. Um, let us know what you thought about extro. Extro. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we're going to be covering uh, more blue and <laughs> <in> 4K <laughs> announcements. Um, yeah, Zavi and Warner Brothers and Vice have launched a new label. Um, we review Videodrome. We're going to be reviewing Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. We're going to be ranking some horror alternative box arts. Uh, we always are, you know, talking about box arts, what we do and we, what we don't like. So now we're going to really put that to the test and share in a ranked tier list, as I said before, that no one has ever done. And we are the first to do. It's patented and trademarked. We're going to do that as well. But before that updates a lot of updates um now late on me robert stack so since since we got together last and like i mentioned we reviewed halloween six through eight and that same week halloween ends released in the theater
0: to rave reviews
1: to rave reviews and i just wanted to stop and talk about it for a second i did not see it russ i know you didn't see it either
0: i haven't watched it yet though but i'm uh
1: you have watched it?
0: No, I have.
1: <laughs> oh, you haven't watched it yet. I
0: trailed off. I, I had nothing to follow up that sentence with. I'm sorry. Neither, I haven't watched it yet. Neither, I plan yes. on maybe tomorrow.
1: Maybe tomorrow. But neither of us have watched it so far. But um, when we put our Halloween video up, some people were commenting on there that they felt like now this is ultimately the worst sequel ever made in this series. Because we were giving the other three, six through eight, a little bit of a hard time and saying, you know, are these potentially the worst in the series? But apparently not. Hmm. Is apparently this and I guess just some of the gripes that I saw just on a very surface level. I don't know really any spoilers, but um, Michael Myers is not nearly in the movie as much. He's kind of like stuck in a sewer for much of it. There's sort of like a new stuck in a sewer, not like maybe stuck, but that's where he's (laughs) residing um, during the proceedings. There's maybe a new villain sort of character that this uh, movie's a little bit more interested in following. Well, and good, kind of nobody, like punctuates, nobody watches Yeah. He kind of punctuates it a little bit, Michael Myers does, but I don't know. Nobody watches Halloween for Michael Myers. Well, apparently... We're interested in great
0: dramatic character work and new villains. New villains. New we, villains. Is there a new villain every... This is the movie? Halloween cinematic universe.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I guess it's been labeled as the worst possible way to end this trilogy if that's even possible, then therefore labeling this trilogy to be one of the worst elements within the whole Halloween universe. Again, I don't know anything. This is just uh, what I'm gathering. It
0: already was before it, f- <laughs> it ended. Um, I, I think the new the Halloween 2018 Halloween 2018 and part six curse of Michael Myers are the two worst in my mind, and Halloween kills this yet. I haven't. And Halloween kills was so bad that it was funny. It, yeah. it crossed the line in a comedy. So I, I can ironically enjoy it. I'm intrigued to watch this because, uh, I want to know what everyone unanimously decided was a bad Halloween film, because I remember a lot of people praising the 2018 one. And I thought that was straight trash.
1: Yeah. You know, what's interesting too. I think you kind of alluded to this when you're talking about how Halloween H2O. But that every time a new one of these comes out, it it can alter like what is like the worst and versus what is now considered good. Like at some point, when like thirty Halloween movies have come out, maybe Halloween Resurrection will be up at number like sixth in the list, and it won't be so horrible. It may be sixth in history, on the list already. Maybe, <laughs> maybe may, may who knows? <laughs> it might be. But I don't know. I feel like just hearing how people are like, oh, this is now the worst. Like every time a new one comes out, yeah. like, oh, this this is now the worst. Some of these older ones are now. Their stature's rising, baby. They're on the rise. They're kind of thanking. Who is it? David Gordon Green?
0: Yeah, and that's sad because I actually was a fan of David Gordon Green before he started doing these films. He has a a film I really enjoy called All the Real Girls. George Washington. Yeah, his first two movies. And if you would watch them, you would never guess in a million years he'd end up watching or end up watching or end up making Halloween movies.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, now he is. And now it's already been announced in 4K in a exclusive steelbook at Zavi. They got a blue one, or they got a red one, and you can get these now for 38 bucks if you are so inclined. Which I'm sure people who even hate this are going to have to buy because they collect oh, yeah. all Halloween steelbooks, or they're collecting the whole series, or you know whatever it is. Which you're you're getting them for 38 bucks. There's already four reviews for a total of three stars. What are the what are the reviews saying here? What did the three star reviews say? say? Um, let's see. Stunning and disappointing. Saw the steelbook pop up before seeing the film and pre-ordered straight away. Absolutely love the design and black and arch color scheme. Sadly, after watching the film, I was left disappointed in the film. They messed up so bad. I'm thinking of canceling the steelbook, but I love the design. So two stars for the movie, not the steelbook. I feel like that's disingenuous. He's going to uh,
0: pay $38 for a design.
1: Yeah. Ryan. That's that's disingenuous. Evil never right. evil never dies. It just changes shape. Who else gave this a bad thing? Different? Conflicting? I don't know. People aren't liking it. But there's always also the possibility that these three are going to get their own trilogy box set. And oh, then, of course they will. But will Scream Factory do that? Do you think Scream Factory will delve into these ones? Why not, right? Might as well. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I think they have already teased like a standard not screen factor themselves but you know like let's just bundle all these together but i wonder if, if they'll ever make their way into a ultimate box set i'm not sure
0: well the brilliant thing about that in this series is that you can do so you can even put out the 2018 one just do some artwork that's vague and yeah. you'll confuse people into thinking they're either buying the original or rob zombies i mean it's
1: at this point it's kind of hard to remember
0: and then you have the completists
1: <laughs> like some of these names <laughs> yeah. it's like which one was his who's yeah.
0: But that's what I'm saying. It's getting to a point now where it's just, uh, who knows? And when will you're it be just, back? You're just gambling whenever you buy a Halloween movie. Pretty much. To answer your question though, I think the when they inevitably retcon this or reboot this, get rid of Lori Strode. Yeah. It's, it's, t- it's tired. It is. I, I, I who cares at yeah. this point? I mean, yeah. she's been, <laughs> this is the third reboot of her battling him, uh, just she, jamie lee curtis doesn't care no. let's can we all just come out and say it? no she's she she just paycheck care. time yeah she's a she's a very nice woman i'm sure and she's out there selling it and being
1: professional but she does not care and no.
0: who do, do we care no. at this
1: point no i mean come on the people that are watching that are old enough to watch halloween movies now they haven't probably seen the original halloween they're looking at this old woman it's like they <laughs> want their tiktok friends up there that's really i'm now i feel like okay boomer but still they're tiktok friends they're t- their tiktok like you know like cast members like, TikTok up there. people I you know. know what i'm saying like how like that's so far into me i don't understand i mean it. they kind of have that already
0: halloween resurrection was very futuristic though that Is had it? it involved the MySpace.
1: internet <laughs> A live chat streaming it involved the well halloween ends let us know if you watched it let us know what you thought I'm never gonna see that, but Russ, I can't wait to hear what you think and how where you put it on the scale. <laughs> Honestly, I'll
0: probably forget to tell like you. I, like shrugged, <laughs> dude. I have no. I, I'm walking into this as if I'm gonna be watching paint dry. I right, mean, right. I, I you, you just have to watch zero it. zero expectations. But you have
1: to watch it. Would you ever not watch? One yeah.
0: If I don't end up watching one of these, I don't care. I just always end up watching them because there's no commitment involved. Yeah. It's just, hey, I'll throw this on. I'm sure it sucks if I get distracted. Who cares? <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> it's not like I'm it's not like I'm sitting down to have like you, hear that, great David, cine, <laughs> you hear that David experience. Gordon Green.
1: Do you hear that? Do you hear that review, that pre-review? He knows
0: it. I I feel like he made
1: the movie for (laughs) it to be that.
0: For you to be on your phone? So it can debut on Peacock and theaters simultaneously. Like, that makes any sense. I mean, yeah, the whole thing. It's just one big clusterfuck of meh.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Well enough is enough for me with Halloween. I think our, if you check, <laughs> enough check is out enough.
0: enough, is enough. Part 17 is where I draw the line. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's it. The best, the best Halloween there is, is our Halloween video. So go check that out. Um, but take let, that carpenter, take that <laughs> and let us know if you saw below. But another, another update, which again, we can't go a week without is for reservoir dogs in 4k. And I'm actually, I actually forgot to mention this the last time we were together, not, that I, there there was information already available, but just a, a thought that I had now that they are released in 4K. That just kind of opens the doors then for other companies to make whatever packaging that they actually want. Like we're sitting here like talking about, oh, the, the box art sucks, the steelbooks suck. But now that the discs have been made and the discs have been, you know, authored or whatever, now whatever company, like Xavi, like anyone could just grab those discs and make their own packaging. So maybe mm-hmm. one day we would get the box we really liked or wanted maybe this isn't the end of it so i forgot to mention that but it turns out someone has already started that trend in germany it's some company Plion, i think i'm saying that right plyon pictures but they're putting out Ooh. their reservoir dogs collector's edition box and in this mock-up the box itself looks rather big now it does have the standard art on it so right off the bat, you're not getting the classic art or anything that's changed. So you still have to love the way the Ocean's Eleven bo- uh, box art looks. But in terms of the box itself, it does look really nice. When you go on the back, it's got a little, you know, a little quote on there or whatever. They like to do that shit. Um, but then when you open it up, it's got the uh, missing ear steelbook, which gets slid into that bigger box. There's a booklet. There's art cards. There's that um, Tarantino first eight documentary on blue in there. There's three posters.
0: Is that the one that's in the box that I have? I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, three posters, a K. Billy keychain, which I think is kind of a cool touch. Um, but in, that is like the their version of a you know collector's set. And I think the 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 package itself looks you know looks really nice. Um, the three posters look really nice. I think my beef still. Is that it's coming in this red and white art scheme? You don't like the Ocean's Eleven. Cover, I don't. Huh? I don't. If this this box right here was the original art, I would have thought to myself, maybe I'll, maybe this is what I'll just grab because everything's in English, even though it's a German company. There isn't anything um, on the box that is in a different language. I'm not sure. I can't really tell on this booklet, but that's probably in German. I got to imagine. Um, but everything, you know, like this this looks great. I think, except for the fact that that art is there i don't know um but yeah this is coming out uh december 1st from Plyon pictures in germany and i just wonder if we'll see other stuff like this crop up like a pulp fiction from a zavi or somebody because in glorious bastards they did it zavi yeah remember there was like three different versions of that yeah so i don't know yeah what what (laughs) what i mean
0: what's your thoughts you're just... You're it's just a bigger box with the same Ocean's 11 right. artwork.
1: Right, That's what I mean. It's like, I like what's inside. I wish the box art what was is, different.
0: What is this retailing for? I'm going to guess $149.99. Let's find out. Euro, yeah. is it even up yet?
1: $60, because Euros are pretty much a one-for-one. One.
0: All that's right. Crazy. That's not a bad price. No, $60. That's is a decent? pretty good price. I have to, I was expecting it to be double.
1: Yeah, no, that's yeah, no, that, that looks pretty good. And I don't know... Does it say anything about the quality of what the box is like? But maybe it's a, you know, a clasp. Maybe it's a clamshell. Maybe it's a book. Who knows, Russ? But just just wanted to throw this out there as saying, like, maybe for everybody like me who isn't getting the art that they really want, mm. maybe there's going to be something down the line that we can, you know, hope for because it's already, you know, starting I'm to happen. I'm sure it will yeah.
0: with these titles, at least with Reservoir and Pulp.
1: Yeah, especially for the ones that I want to get solo releases of if they don't ever put a box set out. They, um, will. they maybe they will um and then the last just really quick update involves paramount which we you know did a whole segment to them last week as they continue to just put out their blu-rays uh 25th anniversary 30th anniversary blu-ray and then like eight months later it's that exact same thing in a 4k and i paid them one small compliment that i'm now going to rescind <laughs>
0: What compliment did you give the
1: the small? Well, maybe it wasn't. Maybe don't encourage them. Maybe not a compliment. But what I did say about them was when we talked about their planes, trains and automobiles rehash, that they actually actually included some additional Blu-ray discs that had like over an hour of stuff, which wasn't just, you know, like everything carried over eight months later. They actually were giving you something new. And I really I, I commended them for that maybe it wasn't a compliment but i commended them for that and for the planes trains and automobiles they had originally had this blu-ray steelbook which was like them sitting in the airport and now this release that we were talking about it's like some different box art altogether but they weren't doing the wayne's world thing where they were just rehashing this the tin or whatever the steelbook well that has changed because now they're doing that exact same thing so if you thought you had an exclusive steelbook for this movie, all you steelbook heads out there, you don't anymore because now the same one is going to be re-released in four K. So again, Paramount doing their 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 same old thing.
0: This is only in Europe though.
1: This is a UK for now. This is UK for now. Yep. Um, so anyway, I just really like to shit on Paramount. I don't know why they just you really do. They just piss me off. I like some of this stuff just sucks i don't know like if i if i bought the steelbook and then that 4k one came out at least to be like okay well i can buy that and have the 4k upgrade a new box a new disc and that's great to own both but now if i want you know if i really like this i don't know just it pisses me off for us i'm sorry
0: it's okay man um i was picking up neither so i have no dog in this fight
1: (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's move along to the the main the main news of, of the week. The first the first thing that I just wanted to touch on and cover is a new label that I saw crop up. From initially, I saw it advertised on Z- from Zavi and on their Instagram and on their website, and I actually thought it was just a Zavi thing. But it is actually Warner and Universal have teamed up with UK distributors, mainly Zavi. But also it is going to be released other places for this series called The Film Vault. Hmm. And um, they've announced four titles so far. All 4K? Yep, all 4K. Goodfellas, Blade Runner, Scarface, and 1917. They are 3,000 items each. And this is basically a situation where it's packaging only like there's they're not, you know, breaking any new releases. They're not doing any transfers. They're not providing any new special features to my knowledge. It's really just about getting a new packaging option out there, uh, which does have its own spine and obviously its spine, but its own um, its own. Uh, number. Art number artwork you know whatever so you've got these numbers now kind of like a Titans of Cult kind of like you know a lot of these release or a lot of these companies that have these numbers on the spine this is encouraging you to follow along and keep up with this this series of releases but these are the four that they've got so far um, now what I will say about this I've got some positives and some negatives the positives I feel like are that they are really setting themselves apart from a packaging perspective, from what Zavi normally does. Um, kind of, you know, similar to like what Arrow or whoever does, it's like a harder outer box, disc goes inside, then the posters and everything kind of slide in there together. Mm-hmm. This is, as you can kind of tell from this picture, it's a little bit of a bigger box. And so it's housing everything inside, but the way that it does it is from a magnet clasp opening,
0: which is... That's what I'm saying. It's giving me the vibe of a NECA toy box does it
1: open like that it yeah yeah so like it's got a magnet class like imagine like those vsu's or whatever it's got like a magnet yeah. opening and then you open it up and then everything's on the inside mm. so the outside box I like that yeah that's i do too i think that's unique it does set itself apart a little bit um so it's very large magnetic class and then there's like a clear slip case that slides down over top of it and that clear slip case has the Goodfellas title on it, the the ratings numbers on there. It's got the, the actors' names, all that kind of stuff. When you pull that slipcase off, then you just have the art underneath before you do any of the opening.
0: So, so is the white on the spine? Is that on the slipcase? Because um, actually, when you go back to that one picture, it looks like it's black on the side.
1: Um, I'm actually like with
0: no titles and no writing, almost.
1: I actually, I can actually, let's actually have like a little video here, Russ. Would you oh. like to take a look at it? So, this is the Goodfellas one. And yeah, the Film Vault, limited edition, 4K range. And they're teaming up with Vice Press or or some um, their group of artists to do all these original art for all of these releases. I think they, oh yeah Matt Matt Ferguson and Flory. It's look at that
0: knife Pesci has. He's Michael Meyer. I don't yeah. remember the knife being so. That, an
1: dude. acetate slipcover removes the type for a type-free display. Then a rigid clamshell box with a magnetic enclosure. Then there's like a package that comes out that's got all of the like posters and cards and things inside. So that comes out, and then. They're all a little bit different depending on what's inside. Some of them have different things, but they all usually have this sort of configuration. The discs are kind of like in a CD shape box. Um, yeah. And they have this like crystal thing for you. It's like, it's a little excessive. Um, <laughs> so like, so yeah. Cutting the garlic. Or yeah. The onions yeah. Or- so it's like a CD shaped like digi pack that has all the discs in there. But before you can even open that, there's like an O-ring that slides down over top of it. See that Goodfellas mm-hmm. thing? That slides down over it. So everything's kind of like inset inside of these magnetic clasp giant-like boxes.
0: Well, the reason why I brought up the slip case, and yeah, it does look like these. First, I'm getting vibes of uh, the Arrow UK releases that uh, they used to do with the white boxes. Um, that, that was just my initial thought. Yeah. And then secondly... I actually, I think I like it without the slip, and that's very rare. The yeah, I, I'm I, usually a yeah. slip person, but when that slip, especially on the Goodfellas one, when that slip comes off and it's just a black looking case and book with no writing on it, with that image of them, yeah, you know, the beginning of the movie where they're killing, uh, what's his face? Yep, um, that looks nice. I actually don't like the slip on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so that's I think that's something that I I felt as well. I think I they, my only issue. I guess my only issue with that is I like that that slip takes nearly everything off. I personally like the title of the movie on the box. Like I think if, no, it, I if, it's said, if it just said Goodfellas and that's it. I just it, don't like the white though. I, yeah, and, and all that other stuff. Like I feel like that's the only thing that I'm disliking. I'm with you though. Like taking that slip off, like if I just wanted to present that on my shelf somehow without the slip, I could. But I just wish it said the actual title. Um, and
0: and I'll say this, out of all four of these releases, I, th- I like the artwork for Goodfellas the yeah. best. You like I don't even for, yeah. think I would guess that's Blade Runner if you showed me that cover
1: yeah yeah I agree that's a little it's a little different and same thing the scarface one he's not as pretty like all the scarface posters you see him front and center he's a little bit further in the distance there yeah that um, almost looks more Godfather-esque
0: yeah, to me than scarface true
1: yeah and I I kind of I, I think the um the the price of these is about 63 dollars before shipping
0: I have to admit I was expecting more there really? as well they're coming okay. out with some reasonable prices in the market these days. Reasonable prices, yes. Yeah. So, are these Black Friday prices, Matt?
1: Sixty-two. They are not. So here's here's the Scarface one again. It's kind of similar stuff. You have these headshots of all the characters. You've got the some postcards. Um, you've got uh, it doesn't look like this one comes with a poster. But what I what I did see in some instances, like Blade Runner, I think is one of the one of the um, one of the examples in some of their prior releases there's like three or four discs because there's so many cuts of this movie whereas mm. here you're not getting all those extra discs. So you really have to pay attention to what you're being provided in in the in the in the package here before you go and buy because if you're looking for the ultimate, you know, collector's edition of Blade Runner that has all five cuts or there's maybe something to do with um if there's something to do with Scarface, I'm not sure. A lot of these they're just coming with whatever they see fit to put in there.
0: And if you're a Blade Runner fan, you should know that from the yeah. gate yeah you should be accustomed to having to research every edition you buy because of how many billion cuts Ridley Scott has laying around of that movie
1: <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I, I think I I don't think this is bad I'm curious to see what else they put out none of these are grabbing me to, to buy like right away and I wonder I, I just I kind of wish a new boutique label was being announced that was going to do something with film and this rather than just another you know packaging opportunity which I guess at this point at, well, maybe it's getting to that point more than it has been, and maybe that's maybe that will be the point much further in the future, where the media side of things is going to have run its course because you know they can't they're not going to keep redoing these 4Ks if that's as far as it goes so what they're just going to keep doing is reintroducing packaging. new packaging yeah yeah to try well, and then like, inevitably you know it's like more the physical side instead of the media side I and then know.
0: inevitably with 3D printing and all that it'll become a, a an even more niche boutique thing where yeah. collectors themselves are going to be selling their own packaging or we'll live in a world one day where we'll be creating our own personal packaging and it'll just be an extension. It'll be fashion. It'll be how we...
1: And we display it on ourselves. Yes. And then we'll sell it. 4K yeah, Kings a, packaging. A, ch-
0: a chain with the Scarface 4K <laughs> hanging on it. That's exactly what I was getting at, man. Yeah. Look for the new... It's the future.
1: Look for the new 4K Kings box art and packaging uh, coming soon.
0: Yeah. Walking around like Flavor Flav just with a fucking 4K yeah. disc. That's great. We should come in here all the time and do that. Dude, let's get Chains and just with a disc on it, like a platinumized disc. I like that. I like that, too. I like that. I like that. Oh, I we like know Eclipse going there.
1: I like that. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, the, this is this is their, their newest attempt at getting some money out of all of us. And the first four titles, they're good titles. They're just not anything that I'm going to grab. I'll keep my eye on it. But for $63... I don't know. I'd be curious to see somebody that does get one of these in hand. What what it feels like, what it looks like. Is it really good quality? I'd be mm. curious to know. I definitely really want to see
0: that Goodfellas one in person.
1: Yeah, I'd really I'd really like to see that. Um, so, two uh, uh, moving along out of out of Zavi's uh, grasp. Um, we talked about Cinema Museum a little while ago for uh, the Lost Boys. I was you know we were showing some of their. Um, some of their lenticular cases, their one-click offers, and uh, they were they had Lost Boys at the time. We also talked about Fright Night at the time. They've announced um, two new titles, both of which I think look... One they've shown a little bit more of, but they both sound really cool. And the first one's The Exorcist in its 50th anniversary. Before I saw this announcement, I had seen a handful of rumors that The Exorcist was going to be released in 4K this year for its 50th anniversary. But a lot of what I was seeing was like mock-up art of of stuff like like fan made art but it was just like you know it's it's a rumor post but they were using art that was clearly phony they were mm-hmm. just like saying like using that for the images or whatever and a lot of people were tearing it down like there's no real information you're just assuming because it is the 50th anniversary you know like you have no information basically yeah but then i saw cinemuseum did a post the other day and all and it's it's a rather long post actually um but they Basically, say in their post for the post announcing their release for it, they put right in there that Warner Brothers will announce the release of the Exorcist 4K Ultra HD Steelbook for the 50th anniversary. So it's it definitely is. It sounds like going to happen. So while that is still a you know out there is like a rumor, and there's no real information about art or steelbooks or whatever's going to go on. Um, this is
0: tentative art right here.
1: This, this cinema museum post right here is what they are going to do. What they're basically for the release for the release. And basically what they're saying is like, now that this has been announced in 4k, like we, we're going to, we're going to put that into this art in this box that we're, we're putting together. Now we don't have any other information about what they're going to do and they don't have this on their website yet or anything else. But I think they were more so announcing this as a kind of exclusive to the fact that exorcist is going to even be coming out. Um, they they've the the only the only small details that they did add on here is that the lenticular version of whatever's going on with this exorcist release is going to have three discs whereas the regular version they put out is only going to be the 4k disc so i don't know again in the mainstream what anyone's going to get what three discs are versus one or what but this there does sound to be some some difference that's going on here the pre-orders are in november and they start shipping in 2023 but i've heard i've seen people post on our our video for the lost boys Cinema Museum edition that it's like it takes two years to like get those things. Someone that had just recently gotten the Jaws edition from them had told me they pre-ordered it like 18 months before. (laughs) So it's like I don't know why that takes so long so I guess buyer beware. It's swimming Um,
0: in the ocean here from (laughs) from Europe. (laughs) Um,
1: But the 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 other one the other one that I saw them announce that's a little bit more information on which I thought looked really cool was they're doing a poltergeist of oh, this. This is one of like the mock-ups, but they're doing a poltergeist release. And, um, this, this is the lenticular version and the lenticular version has, it's using the steel book that we we all know and love the best buy, you know, exclusive one. There's a poster, there's a booklet, there's all the kind of things that you would normally expect, but the box itself is a lenticular box with the original art on the front and then Carol Ann on the back in front of like the TV, like the close up. But yeah, I like I, that. I don't know if it shows it on here. Yeah. So there, it's not a, it's not a, it's, there's no motion here. But when you do the lenticular, like turn it side to side, she goes in and out of the TV. Oh, uh, that's really cool. I know. And I think that's awesome. And then on the back, same thing. Like this TV kind of is lenticular also, which you can tell that wavy look, I'm sure is like, you know, it's it's how, the matrix. It's very groovy, you know, like when you feel those things, like, it's, it's got like that texture to it. I'm sure that's going to look really, really nice. The regular edition looks pretty cool too. I think this art looks pretty awesome. Um, let me see if I can zoom in on this for you, Russ. We can take a look a little closer. Um, yeah, I think, I think just as, orig- as far as original art goes, I think this looks pretty cool with Caroline in the bed and the clown and the door like glowing. Yeah, and what's both of these the look back?
0: like error releases.
1: Yeah, it looks, I could see that. You're right. I could see that this is exclusive artwork, mm-hmm. but I could see that being an error release.
0: Yeah, they both look cool. Uh, wow, we're being unusually positive. Both right. of those,
1: I think they look great. Well, I, I would mind yeah. owning either them. Own. I know. And everything I see from this company, a lot of times I am pretty impressed with their art. I really like this. I wish more companies would take up this whole lenticular trend, just more often here now and then. That and the steel books. Like sometimes you see those steel books that have a nice gloss on them, and it's like nice and mm. shiny, and it really stands out. Like let's let's up let's up the game a little bit. Like I'm digging these magnet clasping boxes, but. Some of these other ones, I feel like, have a little bit more style. No? Maybe? <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: I just said I'd love to own okay, okay, either one of these editions. I'm with you. All right. And I didn't pick up guys You didn't? No. I well, may have to get this
1: one. You may have to. well, our good friends at Cinema Museum, maybe we'll get these and wait two years for it to finally come in the mail. Um. <laughs> So, Criterion announced their January releases, and the there's there's a bunch of different ones in here. There's like a Lars von Troyer trilogy, the, the Europe trilogy. There's Invitation of Life. There's, uh what's this other one down here? Um, this is not a burial, it's a resurrection. But the main one that jumped out to me, and I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, Russ, is Baron Munchausen. The Adventures of Baron Munchausen from Terry Gilliam. Do you nah. ever see that movie?
0: I never have. I'm aware of it, but I've actually never seen it,
1: dude. I was so hyped to see that this got announced, and I think this is such a bizarre as as it would be from Terry Gilliam, but it is definitely such a bizarre movie. So strange, so uh, unique, and uh, very imaginative. I guess that's you know, but also like straddles the line from being like too serious to where it's only for adults. And, but it also goes the other way where kids can enjoy it too, because it's kind of like a, not a, not a fairy tale, but there's a lot of, um, like fantastical things that go on. And as you travel around with this guy to like different, you know, places in, you know, this, this country, like he changes the, he's got all these like funny sidekicks and there's like, he, he go to the moon. There's like all kinds of like interesting things that go on as he takes this adventure, but they go to the moon, they go to the moon. They literally go to the moon. Um, but yeah, they go to hell, they go all over the place. And it start, you know, it stars this guy um, Baron Munchausen. I don't, I've never seen this guy in anything else, but you know him, Baron mm-hmm. Munchausen. they um, they're, That's they're what doing his wife calls him. <laughs> they're they're doing a brand new four K restoration for this Dolby Vision HDR. The Blu-ray that I have has also a lot of features like this already, so I'm not really sure that there's too much new that's here, but there's like documentaries behind the scenes. I
0: was about to say, wasn't there a special edition of this that came out at one point?
1: Uh-huh. I, I only have ever owned... There was on Blu-ray. I've only ever owned the DVD, but uh, I'm really curious to see how this looks from uh, from a 4K perspective. I just think it it has... There's just so much going on with this film visually hmm. that just to see you know how they maybe tweak the colors a little bit or just revive it i feel like it has the potential to look really really awesome um but yeah stacked features awesome art i think this art's really cool too what do you, what do you think
0: it is cool like i said i have no frame of reference yeah uh, i don't know I've what I've you would think about this it.
1: movie honestly it's such a it's just such an interesting strange movie this is uma thurman by the way right here
0: i thought it was sarah
1: Polly. she is in it
0: I know. I read it on. The
1: yeah, she's the little girl that he goes on the adventure with, and then that's Uma Thurman, who he had an affair with. I think she's in hell, and she's married to Ethan Hawke. Yes, <laughs> married to Ethan Hawke is like living in hell. But so I've been told. Have you heard of any of these other uh, titles that Criterion announced for January?
0: Uh, what is what's considered the Lars von Trier. What's in it? Europe trilogy. Is that like breaking the waves? Uh, let me see. Is that his first? The Element of
1: Crime, Epidemic, and Europa.
0: That was way off.
1: And they're getting new 3K restorations. 3K? <laughs> what the fuck is 3K?
0: Day one purchase. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Okay, either one—that's a typo—or two. I really there's just something that I really just don't know about.
0: How many pixels is 3K? Uh, is I that think, like 16? Somewhere in the middle of uh, 19, it's like, 19,
1: yeah, 80, 1920 and 1080
0: somewhere. 3K is and... yeah, is the esteemed 1634 <laughs> pixels by. Wow, that's that's, def,
1: that's definitely a large von troyer move. I want my shit in 3K. I'm I'm controversial. <laughs> I'm controversial. I want my shit in 3K. Um, that would have been more fitting for a Terry Gilliam movie. That's true. Especially Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Um, I don't know if anyone's an 8 Mile fan out there. Russ, I know that you are. I know you're a big fan of this movie. Zavi is, is doing some deluxe-ass treatment. is <laughs> doing some deluxe-ass treatment for the 8 Mile It's my favorite movie. It's coming out as 4K anyway in this steelbook at Best Buy and some other regular release for the first time.
0: I actually own this. I own a steelbook of this. Do you? I believe it was the Best Buy one too, but it was one of those like $8. You ever gone in the Best Buy? I mean, nobody goes in the Best Buys anymore, but there for a minute you would have eight mile desperado it, 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 these oh, real really like
1: dumbass art on there yeah, yeah.
0: these really chintzy steel books that i i have the eight mile one yeah the eight that. mile one
1: well now's your chance for an upgrade russ now's your chance to lose yourself because <laughs> on <laughs> on november My 14th, are sweaty man on november 14th now this is its 20th anniversary release by the way this is the mom
0: spaghetti edition
1: the 20th anniversary 20 years ago uh-oh is when this came out um <laughs> the last time it came out on blue was in 2009 until best buy stole your money and put it in a steel book <laughs> that's the
0: addition to get if you are if you are a diehard eight mile fan like yeah. we are you need to get that eight dollar best buy steel book
1: you gotta own all the additions you gotta own them all you gotta own them all now being remastered in 4k with hdr and it's but it only has like it probably has the same shit that you had. It's like one featurette and some like thing on battle rap. There's like nothing. That's in, why I bought good. it. Is that why you bought it? That's why
0: because here's the thing with this movie. I the movie itself, it's well made and all that. It's just very contrived. Uh but the 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 hip hop scenes, the battle scenes are awesome. Yeah. And they're shot incredibly. And then having the behind the scenes seeing more of that. And if you've seen the movie, I mean the last the finale of it, let's say the last twenty minutes is just battle scenes and those are great it's just everything around that i'm not terrible. a huge fan of Well, wow. no, it's just contrived it's just it's a it doesn't feel it's a motivation it's karate kid yeah just replace karate with hip-hop
1: just doesn't feel like real well it's not but I mean, as far as like when you <laughs> want, not. obviously, well, but, you
0: know, it's a vehicle. It, it solely existed as a vehicle to promote Eminem's music and Eminem's backstory and a, like he's a Marvel character. But I mean, even Mild that, universe. even that there's just parts in this movie I can't help but laugh at. Yeah. It's like, dude, you, this, acting. this didn't happen. He's good. But again, he's playing a heightened version of himself. Yeah. I mean, how hard could that ultimately be I know that he wasn't a fan doing it that's why he hasn't really acted since beyond cameos wow. it was too much but um like I said it's a weird movie there's a lot to like in it yeah but the stuff like the stuff that doesn't work in it to me feels like a lifetime movie which is not territory to you should be going into with a, a I, hip-hop inspired no. film and I'm
1: not buying a $50 lifetime movie
0: oh I would but just not this one <laughs> no it's it's okay man it's okay
1: well this thing from zavi is obviously it's normal situation steelbook slide in the hard box with all the booklets and and everything else but it is its 20th anniversary it is um you know i think it looks like some decent art i don't think that looks bad no it does look that steelbook looks nice the regular art the regular edition has the regular art um is is 45 bucks plus shipping the uh, right price on that russ what do you think you Maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I mean, I guess that's bucks. a decent price. I guess. That looks
0: it looks like you're getting a lot with the box. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty good price.
1: Okay, well, that's eight mile from Zavi. Fifty dollars. Lose yourself. But the news, the hottest news of the week is that my best friend's wedding is getting a 4K Ultra HD release in its 25th anniversary. Russ, I know I'm totally joking, but I definitely just wanted to at least show you that this release from Sony. 4K Ultra HD 25th anniversary is getting a new 4K restoration from the original camera negative Dolby Vision and a Dolby Atmos audio track. I can't believe it. Plus a new alternate ending in case you didn't like the first it you didn't like it the first time and nearly 20 minutes of deleted scenes. We were just talking about Cameron Diaz.
0: And that was enough. I don't want to keep the conversation going.
1: Have you ever seen this movie? I haven't. No. I haven't. I just I was <laughs> like, man, there's like I just kept seeing news items about this. Like people were really hyping this up, and I couldn't believe like who it's me a beloved the fuck for atmos? film for atmosphere, tra- an atmos track. Uh,
0: how else are you going to watch my best friend's wedding? <laughs> it's
1: the this only is, way I want
0: to watch it. This is a beloved film to uh, a few people out there. A few
1: people. <laughs> well, that's the news <laughs> I've of the heard week. Things. That's the news of the week. Uh,
0: but No, nah, real quick. We got to keep going on about what? my best friend's wedding. Right, go. I can't look at that poster or any picture of Julia Roberts without thinking of... Um, I know you used to go to this page, Maddox. Oh, yeah. Best page in the world. And we was doing that one mock-up. and it, She has a big fucking mouth, Roger Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I think. Good segment. <laughs> Love you, Julia. Um... Why you waste my time with that news, man. Because
1: <laughs> it made me laugh. I'm sorry that it's getting a, an Atmos track and a new a new restoration from the camera negative for the 25th anniversary. I mean, good for them. Good for Sony, I guess. But I don't know. It just did, I guess there wasn't anything better for them to put out.
0: Did Dermot Mulroney come back?
1: I mean, first they did Friday. Night. Was that him
0: or was it? I always confuse Dermot Mulroney and Dylan McDermott.
1: That one was Dermot uh, dude, Mulroney. I
0: can't even say it. That one was Dermot even, Mulroney. I can't even say their names.
1: i talk like Dylan McDermott. <laughs> Wait, that was Dylan. Don't. Don't. Maroney. That's who it was. Um, Maroney. Let's talk about a better film, Russ. Let's talk about something better. Let's talk about Videodrome. So, did you pick this up, by the way?
0: I haven't received it yet. But 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 you did. I did order it. it, I
1: I was kind of under the impression, and I guess I'm wrong, obviously, since it didn't ship already, that Arrow would ship it to me like a week or two ahead of time.
0: Nah. and especially this I is thought, I from thought that overseas. Was al- I thought
1: that was always the case, that if you bought direct, you always got it a little earlier.
0: Scream Factory does that. That's Scream Factory um, only thing? But even if they did, we're getting it from overseas. We wouldn't receive it early anyway. But
1: I'd like to see a shipping notification earlier. <laughs> Good point. All right, whatever. That, not
0: that I know. Maybe I'm okay. wrong. All right, well. I know Scream Factory used to do that. I'm not sure if they still do.
1: I don't know. Maybe I just got my hopes up. Um But Videodrome is coming out october 24th i know i pre-ordered it you pre-ordered it as well coming from arrow in the uk it's coming in a limited edition sets with new art with debbie harry on there which they've used before in their prior blu-ray release and then they're also doing a limited original art box that's got the original poster art on it instead of the debbie harry version which i think
0: we went with alternate versions i
1: went with the original art myself what did you go with
0: I went with the Debbie Harry. The Debbie one. Harry.
1: Yeah. I liked, and I like that they did that because if you had bought the Debbie Harry one before, you're not rebuying the exact same thing again if you yeah. wanted to. I
0: pointed that out last time. Did you? I, like, okay. I like how Screen Factory does that with their new 4Ks. It's the original artwork on the yeah. slips, so it doesn't make my older ones feel valueless now.
1: Right. And at the time of us talking about this, there hasn't been any advanced knowledge of what the transfers will look like or any reviews. But if any come up before we post this, we will absolutely be included. So I'm actually really excited to talk about this movie, Russ, because I haven't had a really a chance to talk to anyone about it in detail since I watched it, and I'm ready to get some things off my chest. Because <laughs> I hated it. Um, what but piece just, of shit. So, but just to intro it, it's a film from 1983, directed by David Cronenberg in his first feature film to receive any real major backing from like Hollywood, if you want to call it that, or a real studio. Um, he directed a ton of small. Uh, movies prior, but I think it was Scanners that sort of got people to be interested enough to give him a little bit more money. Scanners, which I've never seen, but I know has the incredible Michael Ironside.
0: Don't get your hopes up. Okay. No, no, no. Scanners is cool, but I will say, I know you're probably on a high because you just saw Video Drone for the first time. And people may get angry with me about this, but okay. Scanners isn't the one to go to next. Okay. And I know Michael Ironside is going to trip you up and be like, hell yeah, I got to watch it's Michael I mean, Ironside. How is eyeside in it? Dude, he's fucking rad, but it's kind of like the few good men thing where he's in like the beginning and end kind of there's a whole chunk in the middle where he is not present and you feel it.
1: Yeah. And is he doing his normal Michael Ironside like, is there any way, delivery? Is there any other way he can be? <laughs> I guess not. I feel like I don't know enough have about you his seen, filmography, but the ones I have seen, he's always that guy. Have you
0: ever seen a subdued Michael Ironside? <laughs> Do you want to?
1: No, I'm glad he's still acting. You're
0: not going to hire Michael Ironside and say,
1: hey, just uh, play the background. I know. Why isn't he in Videodrome? <laughs> uh, he's not in Videodrome, but Videodrome does star James Woods, Debbie Harry, um, and the Christmas tree salesman from A Christmas Story.
0: That's which, how they advertised it.
1: Which I know you did, you told me last and time. And the you,
0: Christmas tree guy, from
1: <laughs> dude. When I watched this movie. Like the, the his name is like Barry Convex he's kind of like I guess you could call him one of the antagonists of the movie when I saw him come on screen I was like why do I know that guy where is he from where is he from so when I looked him up I was like I knew nothing and all of a sudden I got to Christmas store I was like what the fuck and I was like oh that's it he's in one scene where he's selling the family a Christmas tree and it's a comedic scene he's got some lines but I was like that's where I know him from the no, Christmas dude, tree salesman you, guy did
0: you miss the cameo in video drone with the leg lamp <laughs> when James Woods has a conversation with it
1: uh, hallucination with uh, the Christmas story.
0: No, it wasn't who the video drone wasn't messing with him. He, he just literally—that's what James Wood does. That's James what he Woods does. does. He conversates with lamps, um Which should actually be more sane than what James Wood actually actually does. Actually does.
1: <laughs> well, this movie follows James Woods, who first mistake, first mistake, follow him around.
0: Hopefully not on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> follows
1: him on Twitter. This movie follows James Woods on Twitter where it's immediately disappointed. Um his Twitter posts are more repellent than Snuff films. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love you, James. I love you. No, I don't. I still like James I Woods. Don't. Yeah, I dude. He's great in this. Dude, he's awesome in this. I mean, I want to let it's terrible I, in real life. <laughs> dude, I want to experience the art with the artist. That's all I want to experience. Of course. And he's perfect
0: for this because his sort of Natural skeevy oh, got uh, it. is yeah. perfect for video drum. The yeah. cocky bravado. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it he's is. great for it. And Easily his best movie. Yeah. Oh, it's that, I mean, that he is the starring. You know, the starring I mean, obviously yeah. he's done supporting work that's great here yeah. and there, but uh, for a James Woods vehicle, I'm watching Video Drum, and that's about it.
1: Yeah, and uh, just to like to set this movie up, even like the plot, it's kind of interesting because if you're if you're someone who is in our generation, and this is probably exactly who this is being marketed to and prior, I don't think there's too many young people that are, you know, like coming to Videodrome, but even the concept of the movie is pretty much foreign at this point where this guy is the sort of CEO of a UHF station. Like we're back in the day where we had televisions that needed antennas to like, you know, get whatever channels that you had on your thing. There was no like cable boxes or fire sticks or any shit like that. It was like, Some point your that station just would go out of like tune and you wouldn't even be able to get it. I remember we had a TV like that. You had to like rig all kinds of shit up to be able to see some channel at some point in the day. It was such like a process.
0: How many snuff films did you watch?
1: Um but yeah, that's I mean that that's kind of that's kind of an interesting part about this movie is like what is gonna come in on the signal depending on like the time of the day. But he basically uncovers a Channel at uh, you know using some like super duper um, satellite that they've got. He finds some channel over and I don't know where it is. I forget the country they say, but it's basically broadcasting like what appears to be like snuff films. Um, and as he slowly, as he tries to uncover where that's coming from, he slowly loses his mind. Basically, is how I guess you could describe this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for those unaware, we watch television on stations with an antenna. And Cronenberg was praised for this movie. So was as far as his directions concerned, so was James Wood's performance. Special effects, yes, but ultimately it just bombed like outright. I think that the budget was small anyway. It was like 5 million for at the time that might've been a lot. I think it only made back like just under 2. And so kind of it kind of didn't do didn't do so hot, but now it is considered a cult classic and it has been named Cronenberg's best of his career, which we talk about I think like the 10th time now.
0: Yeah, then I think so. Yeah. You know, I think it's his best.
1: I think it's. I think time will tell for me because I'm so the fly is just so ingrained in me, and I've only seen this one time, but it definitely left me with so much enthusiasm to watch it again and to, like I said, have a conversation with you about it, which um, let's do right now. But favorite and
0: best are mm -hmm. two different things for me. So I'm not saying this has to be my favorite Cronenberg, but I would say it's his best. I, I think this film encapsulates him his filmography mm-hmm. more than any other one. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think... Yeah, I guess... But, we talk- especially
0: the, the horror stuff before, uh, like, Naked Lunch and Crash, but I guess even Naked Lunch you could throw in there. Um, and then, he, clearly, he moved on and started doing, like, the Robert and stuff. Yeah. Or, or Eastern... Oh, yeah, the Vigo Mortons and stuff. I'm talking yeah. about this era, the yeah. horror era. <clears throat> yeah, I would say this is the... The pinnacle. This is the the most his signature film. I would
1: say. I think, and you know, I want to talk about that more in detail too when we talk about the movie itself. But I, what I agree with you, and I think that one of the reasons why is because I think in a lot of his movies, he's got a point that he's trying to make. He's mm-hmm. got like whether it's a theme he's trying to explore or just a certain message he's trying to say. This is the message, and I'm gonna give you that message through this movie. I think here he just feels like it's his most potent, like as far as how he's delivering. Like he's got a point in mind, and this is the movie that he's gonna give you to to, to sell that point. Mm-hmm. He probably has points in the fly and in crash and in some of these other movies that he's done throughout. But I feel like the way he tells the story here is just so much more viscerally yeah. potent that you just are like just able to I don't know like well, be, well, be taken over by it so
0: much easier and to your point with that and how it bombed uh i just think it was too much for mainstream audiences oh i i, I would think say. that point it's funny because you're right that point does sort of hit you over the head in some ways but as far as the the storytelling or the narrative goes, it doesn't really hit you over the head. It's kind of convoluted <laughs> there, yeah. in, in some ways. It works. That sounds like a criticism. It's not, because it does all gel together. there's some I'm questions it leaves you. Yeah, but I'm saying for mainstream audiences, I think it was just way too convoluted or convoluted for them, especially in nineteen
1: eighty three. Yeah. Um the concept is cool and I mean that's the, just to set that up too like I guess as a this this came from experiences of Cronenberg himself where I guess as a kid he would always kind of like get like weird stations on his TV and I guess that's what kind of reminded him of this and he would always think you know like well, I wonder what am I going to see late at night like just that curiosity about what could like come through mm-hmm. and I actually didn't know this but after he did scanners before he did this movie he was asked to direct Return of the Jedi and so he, is David
0: Lynch. Was he really? Which is even funnier. I, yeah, that's
1: crazy to me. But he, yeah. <laughs> I so yeah.
0: would love to see a world where either one of them, Cronenberg Kernenbor- or Lynch directing a Star Wars. Well, actually now, I guess you could. That's like what Ryan right. Johnson doing it. Yeah, maybe. I guess. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> That would have been great. Just to see Ewoks, like, translated. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Could you imagine body horror with Ewoks? That would have been incredible.
1: I don't know, man. I feel like George Lucas probably would have stepped in, but, like, this is a little too weird. I can't believe they even considered him after Scanners, like, to do a third Star Wars movie? Dude, I just
0: all David Lynch had done at that point was Eraserhead and uh, Elephant Man. (laughs) What about either one of those movies, Scream Star Wars? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah.
1: Well, Cronenberg was like, I don't really want to... I don't want to direct material that's been produced by other people. Like I kind of want to do my own thing. Like at that point in time, so he's like, fuck off. Right. So I'm doing my own thing. Um, so then in between, so in between scanners and getting that offer, he's like writing the script for this video film, which at the time was like super graphic, Super, you know, much more even he's saying than what the movie turned out to be. And he was like, I don't think this thing's ever going to get greenlit. It got greenlit. But then as he's filming it, he kind of made some concessions and trims as he went. In fact, there was, I guess, supposed to be three endings to this movie. And the one that they went with was kind of like James Woods, not improvised, but like on set. He was like, I think this is how this this should play out. And that's the ending that we see was the one that James Woods sort of put out there hmm. um, and discussed with Cronenberg himself. Um so yeah so debbie harry again just real quick debbie harry who this is i guess her largest film role at that point i don't know did she go on to do other movies after this She acts a lot just yeah. does she act a lot
0: i mean this, you're right this is probably the biggest role the most notorious one but yeah uh, dude aren't you a fan of she was in tales from the dark side aren't you a fan of that
1: i, I like tales from the dark side i don't remember which one of oh, the movie or the show the movie the movie which one was she
0: I I'm not even a huge fan, Okay, of it. I do remember she was in it though. I remember Christian Slater more than I remember. Yeah, her yeah, for she, some reason. yeah.
1: Yeah, he was in I think was he in the Rap story? I can't remember. But but yeah, so at the, at that point this was kind of like her her biggest thing. James Woods, you know, I, I don't I, he like met Cronenberg and was saying that he was kinda of like gravitated to towards his oddball style and for being a controversialist and was really interested in in working with him, so he jumped on with no no issue. But Let's just talk about the movie itself and why we like it. If there's anything that maybe we don't, when's the last time you watched this movie? In a while mm, or recently? I mean,
0: maybe two or three years. And was
1: that the first time you watched it that long that time? Yeah, did I
0: didn't grow up on this, though. Okay. No. Yeah, I saw this later in life. Gotcha. I definitely did not see it growing
1: up. Gotcha. Yeah. So I just saw it for the first time this year, um, a couple of months ago. And I guess the first thing. I guess just the concept in general, I feel like is something that's really cool about this movie. Um, Just this whole like fascination with whether it's, you know, horror, sex, violence will be our downfall, will be civilization's downfall. I feel like that's always kind of like a, a talking point throughout, at least us at least us growing up, you always saw that, whether it was with music or different movies, things getting Mm -hmm. boycotted, things going to court. We got to put this label on it. Kids can't watch this. You know, there's this shooting and it's this media thing's fault. Mm -hmm. Like all that kind of idea. As soon as I started watching this, I was like, wow, they're touching on this even back then and in such a really over the top way, which I think is just the Cronenberg style. Well, it makes Um, more
0: sense today even. And that's what I think it is a cult classic. I wouldn't, I would just call it a classic. Yeah. Uh, You know, with phones, with everyone nowadays controlling yep. their own narratives and yeah. speaking their truth other than the actual truth. These are all just euphemisms for brainwashing. Right, right. And that's exactly what the movie is going against. It's perception through media and how we are very... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Human beings are very... We're suggestive. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And it's literally showing you hey, here's, we're intentionally trying to kill you all yeah. with this. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's great horror. It, it'll be timeless because there will always be, it might not be a TV station, but today it'll be cell phones smart, or apps, yeah. social media. Phones. Everything's watching us now, and they're, it's tailored to us and our primal urges. And that's exactly what Video Drone was
1: about. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Just that idea <clears throat> of like brainwashing and... And being ex- and almost being like, OK, with the brainwashing, because like James Woods character, like wants it like he, he wants it. And you know? that's
0: where I say it's so ahead of its time on. I remember if you think about it, it when we were growing up and you know, throughout the the 1900s, you know, the past <laughs> century, <laughs> look, we're fucking vampires yeah. here. Uh, you know, the fear was always big brother big brother. And, you know, this Orwellian future where the government or, you know, these entities will control and watch everything. And the one thing that Orwell didn't predict and none of us could have thought happening was how much humans want to be watched. Nobody thought about that. Who knew everyone would just want to trade in their privacy just for the shot at going viral or something like that. And Videodrome captures that in 1983. Yeah. And it's great.
1: No, definitely, it definitely does, and I wonder. Like when I watched it, I was wondering to myself, like it, he's he's hypnotized in in a way, but he's also what he's hypnotized by is ultra violence. Essentially, it's like rape, murder, whatever it is. And even when he finds out that it's real, like he thought at first, it was like, oh, this yeah. is great, this is a TV show. And then he finds out it's real, and it's it becomes even more compelling. Like I kind of looked at it just on that face value, and that that Cronenberg is trying to make a point about people that say. Violence is going to make you, you know, this cultural decay, violence is going to make you implode. Like, and that's not what I think. Like, just listening to this or watching this thing isn't going to make you a bad person, but I'm going to flip that on its head and use this movie in that way to poke fun at what Mm. those types of people are saying. But I do think it works on that element, too, where there's also this brainwashing part where... There's this political geopolitical organization that's like trying to consume and, you know, and that's why, locked in. But that's why I think it's brilliant. It.
0: That's why I think it's brilliant because to me, it's both. Yeah. And even to your point, James Woods himself, uh, his character changes too. Yeah, he does. Towards the end. Yeah. Like at first, it's almost like his character goes through both waves of what we're saying. And it's yeah. almost satirizing both yep and yeah dude listen to what we're saying i mean this is lofty shit this is a yeah. brilliant film we're actually talking about it in a way that probably makes it sound like a chore to watch just on a base level beyond all of this sort of subtext we're going into it's a fucking entertaining oh film. god
1: it's so fun dude it's, it's so just fun. an
0: entertaining yeah. sci-fi you're gonna get great uh visual effects oh my oh, god they're yeah. disgusting and they're great it's breezy too. From what I remember, it's like 90 really, minutes or less. Yeah, yeah. A, a yeah. lot of the early Cronenberg stuff is yeah. really quick, which is, is fantastic. Is.
1: Yeah. Oh, and just, and one other thing I just remember too, just to touch on that whole idea of the comment about, you know, what you see on TV is going to, you know, you're going to mimic or act that out, or that's going to be the thing that you want more than anything with no spoilers at the end for the ending, but the literal ending, James would sees something on a television and he acts that out mm-hmm. like, you know, and it's like, and it's, again i think they're kind of like putting a little bit of that emphasis on that point but yeah it's just it's was that
0: woods's idea
1: uh yeah that whole ending scene was his was his idea um but just talking about him even for a second so james woods you talked about him for a moment ago but he's perfect for this role he's like you said he's like the perfect like greasy slime ball car sales mini guy he's always been that guy it works so well
0: yeah, you believe that he would become obsessed with that stuff. Uh, oh, I believe I, in real, like, I don't even think he's acting in this movie.
1: I don't. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Dude, how he gets like wrapped up in the story, his hallucinations, like all of it, it's, it is. It's It's like, it's enthralling.
0: That's James Woods on a Tuesday. Yeah
1: yeah i mean he and also because he it's we said the same same thing about blowout like there's a clear mystery that he's trying to get to the bottom of and we want to get to the bottom of it too like we're just Mm. as like manic about trying to figure out what the fuck is going on like am i crazy am i not crazy is this real or is it not like he's obsessed he's obsessed with this content Mm. kind of like we're obsessed with what's going on too like we're obsessed with a violent whatever we're being brainwashed yeah, i like, never thought of. that's a pretty good comparison it's, it's to cyclical. blow out
0: that'd be a cool double feature and there's a bigger conspiracy than what they he, both are getting into they don't they're, even imagined. they're so unaware of yeah. yeah
1: yeah so he's awesome you said the special effects i had no idea it was rick baker I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, dude. To this day. Yeah. Tell me this,
0: though. Before you saw this, even as a child, I remember seeing those images of like him going into the TV and stuff like that. The head
1: into the TV. Yes. I'd never seen any of that other stuff. Nothing else I was spoiled on. But yeah, the head going into the TV. I'd definitely seen before. Um, But, you know, Rick Baker, he had just done American Werewolf in London like two years before. But there's so many awesome things in this movie that he does. And it's so like everything looks like wet. It's like, yeah. gre- it's like gross, <laughs> you know? Like, oh, it's yeah. just nasty. Like, that chest slit, he's got that handgun, that mm-hmm. hand grenade, which I actually didn't know what that was at first. Um, even when that guy, like, one of the characters, well, a character, again, no spoilers, but a character dies in this movie, when he dies, he basically, like, explodes. And, like, there's all kinds of weird, like, pus and shit, like, shooting out of him. It's just disgusting. The head in the TV thing was awesome. The television itself, like, undulating, and the VHS cassette tape that's, like, bubbling, like... So many awesome effects are used in this movie. Mm -hmm. It really is. Um, And it's so... No
0: CGI. And like you said, that wet feeling, that tangible feeling. It's real. And your mind, I don't care. Maybe it's our age. Maybe younger people don't see movies this way. But there is something just so real about seeing practical effects. Yeah. It just... It doesn't... There's something tangible about it to where when you're watching it you can suspend your disbelief so much more when it's that versus cgi absolutely i just i just can maybe it's my age i don't know and videodrome cronenberg stuff in general like you said how wet it looks it just looks gross like you don't want to (laughs) touch it it. It but it looks like it's just it you feel it and that's what i love about him as a filmmaker
1: no i agree i agree and and the one the one element of this movie that I wanted to get your opinion on, too, is so just, you know, for maybe just for the sake of people that haven't seen it. So slowly, James Woods, over time, starts to have hallucinations as he's watching video drome this channel. Things don't start to seem like they're not what maybe they appear, like certain people he's met or certain things that have gone on. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't go on. He's slowly like losing his mind. But what I wanted to ask you what you thought, because the like. As far as these hallucinations go, by the time the movie was over, I started thinking to myself, like, I wonder when the hallucinations even start. I wonder if it's like a blend of reality and hallucination, or did everything I watch like not really take place, or can I even be sure? You know, like a lot of the stuff that James Woods does, like as an example, that he he like melds with that gun. Mm-hmm. Like obviously that didn't happen, but did he go somewhere with a real gun and he's thinking that it's part of him? Is that thing even taking place at all? Like, just I just feel like this movie fucks with you to the point where you mm. just don't really know because there's things... There's but characters. that's what's
0: hilarious about it because it's a meta thing and it you're is. watching a movie being influenced by it and you're questioning yeah. it while you're watching and James Woods having his hallucinations and being a victim towards Videodrome himself. Yeah. Like I said, and that's why it's it cyclical. works. It is, and that's why it's so brilliant. Dude, and, it's awesome. It <laughs> really, I, I really...
1: And that's like the, what I kept thinking about over and over was just like the concept... How they were executed? Yeah. What did I watch? Was that real? Was that not real? Because again, there's characters that die that you clearly think are dead, but no, maybe they're not dead. So, like, are you? What are you really seeing? You're just really tripped out by the whole experience, and it's just awesome. And the the little, I guess, the cherry on top, or what really maybe glues it all together a little bit, is the score. Howard Shore. I know I talk about Jerry all the time. Howard oh, you're Shore cheating on Jerry. Howard Shore is also a legend. He's he's a legend in my eyes as well. Um, but what's cool about his score is it starts off, um, like orchestral, but slowly turns electronic as James Wood slowly changes too, hmm. and it's just really kind of gives like an uneasy feeling. Like even the opening credits, I remember I was, I was actually watching this with headphones on and the, the, like the score that comes on, it's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. When, video, when the title video drum came on, I was like, Oh yeah, this, I was like so ready. I could already tell I was going to like it. Um, but I um, knew you were going to like, dude, this. amazing. I, I it was, was such a great film. <laughs>
0: If there was any Cronenberg movie, uh, like you're gonna love that. Dude,
1: I loved it. I loved every minute of it. The, the, like I said, the story, the acting, the effects. Just it's like you said. It's short. It's it's to the point. It's tight. It's awesome. I, I have I don't think I have really any issues. I mean, you. Could, I liked
0: you calling it punk rock. Yeah, it, I, that, it feels, that was a very good, very it, good description. Yes,
1: it feels punk rock. Now, the critics outside of myself, they loved it for being, or they loved the movie for being audacious, disorienting posing great questions and being just plain weird. That's like the general consensus for this movie ap- across, you know, most most critics if you look at any of these types of websites that do all these meta analyses or whatever. Mm-hmm. But here is one specific quote that I read that I liked. It says as usual Cronenberg pulls no punches getting his message across. The movie is tight and perfectly clear for anyone willing to watch the screen and think about what they're seeing. Cuz I feel like it, it that is like you're for, you you want to be forced to watch this really disturbing imagery, but at the same time, you're being fed an idea that is so compelling that you just can't look away. you got to see how it ends up, like who, mm-hmm. what is, what is the final resolution? And it's really, really great.
0: But I always said, I'll take it a step further. I, I agree with that quote completely, but I also think one of it's, most powerful weapons in its arsenal is you don't even have to watch it in that way if you don't want to oh you sure. can just watch it as an action sci-fi right. horror film without saying and not even think about it and yeah. you're still going to be entertained and to me that's always the great sign of a good movie yeah. if it can work in both ways as entertainment to turn your mind off or as entertainment to inspire thought yeah that's incredible to do both at the same time I agree. Most of the time, some movie, you know, you get too involved in one or the other, and it's like you're more driving home the point. I think a lot of modern horror movies in the A24 uh, studio do this. It's like it's too much of the lofty stuff, and it's like I'm not entertained anymore. Now I'm just putting together a puzzle, whereas films like Videodrome, you get both. I'm entertained, and you're giving me the the mystery, that, that crazy, you know...
1: They questionable give, <laughs> and he gives it to you
0: oh yeah yeah and it's that's that line walking that line is so hard and Cronenberg's one of the best to do it
1: yeah and I can't wait to get mine um in the mail I can't wait to watch this thing again after Videodrome uh Cronenberg directed The Dead Zone right away right after that then he did, I always forget he did that yeah he did The Dead Zone then he did The Fly then he did Dead Ringers that was his 80s output
0: then moving into the nineties ringers came in. in nine, was it 89? I think it was 89. Yeah. yeah. In the
1: nineties, he was naked lunch and butterfly crash. And then existence. Hmm. That was some of his nineties output. Um, there have been a lot of releases for video drum. Criterion's put it out before Video uh, this has been put out by arrow before as well in this exact same packaging, but on Blu-ray. Um, I wonder now arrows, the one that's putting this out in 4k. I wonder if Criterion's going to do that too for the U S which I'm sure would be just as good or just as awesome. Um, but, if you have not considered checking this film out, you should do so. It's thought-provoking. It's a horror film, a great horror film, great concepts, great effects, acting, all that good stuff. Highly recommend. And these sets look really awesome as well. If you already are a fan, definitely consider picking one of these up. It's still available. It's 30 pounds, which turns out to be like $36. It's like nothing for what you're getting. Absolutely consider picking up Videodrome. Now, the next movie for us, I'll... I'll set up a little bit, but I would love to hear mainly your complete thoughts on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Never saw it. Never saw it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is another movie that's coming out the same week, just the day after, October 25th. And this is from Vinegar Syndrome, which this was previously released in 2016 on Blu-ray from Scream in a collector's edition. Which you own that one? Yes. You got that one too? um again no real information on any reviews on this disc or anything at this point before the video goes up we may have some things uh put into there to discuss that but for now we're just going to talk about the movie which came out in 1986 directed by toby hooper who also directed the 1974 original Mm -hmm. in between directing that and this he directed eaten alive the funhouse poltergeist life force and invaders from mars
0: and Salem's Lot. Did he? It? it was a television movie? Yeah, it was okay. a series. But the last time when we covered this being announced, someone yeah. in the comments chimed in and said, You forgot to it. And I was like, Holy shit, that's probably the most known one. And we didn't touch on that. It's like, we're sitting here talking about Eating Alive, which right. three people have
1: heard of. And, <laughs> you know. Gotcha. Yeah, I forgot that he had done that. That was pretty creepy, too. Um, so, this movie considered a black comedy follows Mm -hmm. a radio DJ who is captured by Leatherface and then the formal marshal that is hunting the family for their crimes years later. That sounds about right. Is that about right, Russ? The
0: formal marshal is Dennis Hopper. None other than Dennis Hopper. And I believe, it's been a minute, so I, but he's like the uncle, I, I want to say. He's related to one of the victims in the original film.
1: And it's funny, kind of funny to me, and I don't know if this was Dennis Hopper's doing or what but it was drugs that they go that they go with that breakfast club gag poster is kind of like the poster that they use but his name it's not like dennis hopper in he's not on the poster anywhere like i didn't know until you told me showing me some clips from this movie that he was even in it like i had no idea he was in it because he's not on any of the marketing stuff like why not answer that's it well
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, working for the marketing team. Yes, can you? Tell I me made the why? bold decision to can Hopper. No, um, I don't know. But you know what's funny is that that Breakfast Club parody poster is pretty goddamn iconic. I remember seeing that all the time oh, as God, a kid yeah. in the video store. And you know what's even funny? Uh, I was aware of the Breakfast Club, and I didn't even put together it was a parody of the Breakfast Club for so many years. No, that's how iconic it worked on its own, or it worked on its own uh, while also yes.
1: Yeah, I, I would. Locking pa- John Hughes. I would pass that. VHS box art or poster <laughs> it's or whatever. Such an awesome cover. I would look at it and I would always think to myself because I knew it said two on it and I was like, I thought this movie was scary. Like I thought because I could you could just tell that this is like a joke. Like even I didn't even know the Breakfast Club thing until you told me that. <laughs> and I'm just like looking at that like this is just silly. I thought this was like but like Leatherface is, is holding up his hand. I was like, is this guy? Is this a joke?
0: It's very representative of what the film is. Yes, yeah. it's very representative of it. Especially oh god, if you're a fan of the original and you're going into this expecting the tone of the original, you're gonna be pissed. Yeah. Well, other than this is a completely different animal
1: and they actually not. I mean, other than Leatherface and I think one other character, Drayton Sawyer or something, those are the only two that come back from the first movie.
0: But that's see what happens uh, if you're unfamiliar, what happens in the the Texas Chainsaw franchise? Mm -hmm. It's pretty much the same setup in every movie. It's, you know, somebody. People are traveling somewhere in Texas. They're not familiar. They come across one person who may seem nice or questionable. You're not sure about that person. Obviously, Leatherface comes in. They end up at a house and they end up having to sit down to the family dinner with Leatherface's misfit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, family. But that's pretty much the the conceit of all of them. And then they, get, it, it follows those beats just with like different actors and different, you know, characters. So they
1: have dinner with them before. So even in them. two,
0: it follows that like the original did three follows that I couldn't sit through the fourth one generation with Matthew McConaughey or Renee Zell I'm assuming that one does it as well. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that's not really a point of contention, I'd say.
1: Gotcha. Especially
0: with two, where like I said, tonally we're going off the fucking map. We're yeah. we're taking a hard left from what the first one was. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so like I said, uh, think Evil Dead Two, think Gremlins Two, think uh, you know, think a movie, think of any sequel where it goes in. You said a black comedy. It's a perfect way to describe it. It's having fun. It knows it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it was a wise decision. Because how the hell else are you going to make a sequel, what, 13 years later to one of the most iconic horror films of all time? Yeah. Especially when... I'm sorry. No, no. Go. Especially when... Especially when that original film, part of one of the strongest elements of the original Texas Chainsaw was how low budget it was, Mm -hmm. was how gritty and real it felt. And come on, Canon Films isn't going to deliver that and you don't want to see that again they toby hooper nailed it in the original so going in this direction was wise it was fun it was smart uh dude yeah great sequel great well, horror sequel
1: well you you are clearly in you know you basically everything you're saying is Like, all the reasons why you like to is, it sounds like the reason why a majority, at least of critics or whomever, didn't like it. This is
0: not a critic film. Oh, God, the critics are going to chew this movie apart.
1: Right, and I think what I was reading about, you know, what the general consensus was, was it was criticized for focusing more on the black comedy and gore, whereas the original focus is more on tension, fear, that low-budget pseudo-documentary-like approach or whatever it is. But that's so... Cinema Veritas. (laughs) I mean yes yes
0: yes the original would be all those things but that's what's stupid like that's not the intention of the movie if you're going to go into it comparing it to the original especially in terms of horror Mm -hmm. yes one did it completely you know one knocked it out of the park one's not trying to knock it out of the park so how can you criticize it for not being scary it's not trying to scare you in the same way the original did
1: well toby hooper actually commented in its defense just saying that the original in his mind was also black comedy Mm -hmm. but it was mainly unacknowledged by the general population due to the fact that it was so great
0: budget yeah i that i can see that no it does not come across as black comedy but i could see that and like i said just how low budget it was how that how he captured that texas heat how Mm -hmm. the cinematography the actors you don't know who they are it feels almost like somebody just carried around a video and holy shit we're being hunted now yeah And, yeah, you can't recreate that. So why try? And he didn't. It was smart. And he made a funny, entertaining film that has been riffed on countless times since its release. I go watch House of a Thousand Corpses. House of a Thousand Corpses, Rob Zombie's film, is basically the last, say, 20 minutes of this movie stretched stretched into, into a film, film. <laughs> no i'm talking like the look yeah the neon looks once you get once the radio journalist the main character and dennis hopper gets to like the lair and everything that happens dude it literally house of thousand corpses just looks exactly like it yeah right down to casting bill mosley in it yeah wow. bill mosley plays chop top in this he's one of the members of the family and obviously he rob zombie picked him for uh What's his name? Otis. Otis, Otis I think, in House of Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects and all that.
1: Well. I guess the powers that be decided that even past the second one, even if the critics didn't really love it, that there should be more. And this one spawned mm-hmm. seven more films, including sequels, reboots and a 3D entry. They're not bad, and,
0: honestly, for a franchise. Yeah, you know,
1: And I'd like to talk about those, too. And, and so Toby Hooper, just to talk about him again for just one more second about the tone shift a little bit. So I guess he was supposed to produce this film only and then couldn't find a director within the budget. So he just went and he did it. And you mentioned canon. So this was a canon film. This was like part of some trilogy of films he had needed to do with them. They Life wanted horror. Is canon. Yeah, they wanted horror and he wanted black comedy. And so, Cannon was not ultimately happy with what he delivered, I guess. Um, and even even the original Leatherface, he didn't come back for this either because of some salary dispute. So this is even a, a new guy as mm-hmm. well. Um, but you know, I, I want to talk about the movie in general. You've talked about the the tone, what, why it's different, why it's better that it's different. But I kind of want to talk a little bit about just other aspects that you feel like make it great and i i know we cannot not talk about dennis hopper but it's
0: not better than the original not better but just i didn't say that yeah the original is a fucking masterpiece it's a classic the original doesn't have hopper (laughs) that's true
1: (laughs) i mean the original doesn't have him from what i've seen and i haven't seen this movie but from the small clips that you've shown me it just looks like he's just having the best time of his life on screen. I mean, I don't know. He kind of always looks like that. But. Hopper,
0: to me, he's playing it. It's a combination of giving zero fucks about the material and, as you said, just having fun. <laughs>
1: Dude. It's like, like Hopper
0: Hopper is over. He is hyper. Hopper is hyper yeah. aware of what movie yes. he is starring oh, in. Oh, yeah. He, when he gets, picks up and those he's, chainsaws,
1: he's like, I'm a chainsaw movie, oh, baby. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. He, yes, yes. Definitely. He, he goes for broke. <laughs> he goes for broke. <laughs> (laughs) I read a couple of interesting,
1: um, reviews, mainly, uh, one from, uh, Siskel and Ebert. And this is what Ebert said about Dennis Hopper. They actually screened this for yeah. critics ahead yeah. of time. I guess. And Siskel and Ebert did e- Ebert said this about Hopper. He says, he's playing a man who spends the first half of the movie looking distracted and vague and the second <laughs> half screaming during chainsaw duels. <laughs> That's
0: exactly it. That's what I'm saying. It's like he, he looks it. bored, like he knows it's shit, and then he's just having a blast. And, yeah. and like I said, I keep going back to the tone of this film. Yeah. But. Having it be comedic, having it be absurd, and having Hopper not only play it that way, but just having Dennis Hopper in the movie itself adds to all that stuff, adds to that tone. It's insane. It's insane. (laughs) Bring it all down. It's insane. And I love it every Uh, second.
1: Oh, my God. Well, I guess in hindsight, he was asked, and he said that in his career, Super Mario Brothers and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 were the worst films he had ever done. I don't know if he meant like they objectively too are the worst he's ever done or he felt his participation in them were the worst. I don't know.
0: That's unfair to put this with Super Mario Brothers.
1: I I enjoy this more
0: than speed. I would put put TCM2 above speed for me in terms of enjoyment. Well, I know Speed is a is a probably more proficient film technically.
1: Is this like a Gremlins two
0: situation? It's exactly what it is. Okay. I said that five minutes ago. Did you? I missed that. Sorry. <laughs> no, it is so it's staring totally, in your eyes. It totally, <laughs> it totally is a Gremlins two situation, and this was before Gremlins two. Yeah. But yeah, perfect. If you're a fan of Gremlins two and enjoy what Gremlins two did with the original Gremlins, wow, he, you're, you're in store for some laughs with this one
1: any gripes with this anything oh, no. that you, anything it's, you it, don't like nah, it's, it's just it's critic proof it's pretty Yeah, i was going to say it's, it's critic proof because
0: yeah. even the stuff that you might like oh that's corny it's like whoa shit everything's corny <laughs> right. i love it you yeah no nah, and, and dude i might be i hope nobody listens to what i'm saying and thinks that it's a bad movie it is a very entertaining fast-paced film it's it's going the way we're describing it, and the way Ebert described it, and everything else we're saying. Trust me, it's a better movie than what we're all letting on to. Mm-hmm. It's not shit, like yeah. like Gremlins 2. Yeah, not shit, dude. Yeah. This is a a good filmmaker making an intentionally funny B movie. Film. movie.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, even though I guess it wasn't a success technically in the mainstream to me and to you, cause we already kind of alluded to this. I feel like it really picked up steam in home video, mm-hmm. video stores and you know, whatever it found its audience at home basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, similar, like we said to Halloween, this movie is another one that's got like sequels, but also reboots and then new timelines and you know, prequel timelines and all kinds of stuff. So I was trying to piece it all together. Have you seen all of these? Have you seen the whole? I'd have
0: to see. I haven't seen every single one. I've seen a majority of them. Even the the newest one that just came out, I saw. I actually watched that. Okay, but hold on. The continuity, like I said, in this universe, it's not nobody's. It doesn't matter. It's like an anthology. Just it's a new. Yes, story, it, it, it'd be like, what's the actually the Evil Dead comparison is great. What's the continuity between Evil Dead yeah. and Evil Dead 2? It's See, almost like a quasi remake, yeah. right? Each sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like that. Gotcha. It's almost like a quasi remake, just with a different vision, uh, different look, aesthetic. type
1: Yeah. Thing. So there's three timelines that I could gather. Original timeline, which is the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022, which is the one you just watched. That is one timeline. Then there's the Platinum Dunes remakes timeline, which is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003, and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, which is the prequel to that movie. And then there was the Millennium Film series, which you had Leatherface 2017. Which is a prequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre Number One, mm-hmm. and then after te- after that, the third in that series is Texas Chainsaw 3D. Did you no. see the 3D one?
0: I did, but I didn't see the one with Steven Dorf, that Leatherface. Oh, uh, okay. So see that's what I mean? And it doesn't even matter to me, <laughs> like because it's like I don't know. And honestly, the 3D one wasn't bad either. Yeah, it was. It's pretty good. I mean, the new one's pretty good. Pretty I, good. Yeah, I'd watch it again. Nah. <laughs> no no I'm serious. again we're in like know, part 9 of a slasher series and the reason why I say man is yeah. cuz I read a lot of people trashing it and and I watched it going in thought it was going to be like the new halloween and I was pleasantly surprised. I was like what are you guys yeah. expecting from this? There's a scene where he goes onto this bus, it's like a party bus and he just starts slashing motherfuckers and it was I liked it. <laughs> I'm all I'm all
1: about massacres. I'll, I'll, I'll go up to Finn. He'll be watching something on Netflix, and it'll be like, you know, whatever movie, number, part three. And I'll be like, oh, you're on part three already? He's like, yeah, I watched the first two, like, already, like yesterday. I'm like, oh, how was the first one? Eh, it was okay. I was like, so why are you still watching it? Why are you still on two and three? How are you on three if the first one was just, meh? And he's like, whatever, I see dad. I to you all I, the time. I know, he's like, dude, whatever, dad.
0: <laughs> you, you went and watched Top Gun just to go see Maverick. What the fuck is wrong with you?
1: <laughs> well back to texas chainsaw massacre too so we said that it has been on screen factory as a collector's edition before which you own now it's being released in this absolutely gorgeous set from vinegar syndrome i think the box looks great there's a thousand features on here um tons of new uh tons of old uh, again nothing too much on the reviews but russ is this a pre-order for you you already did oh, I, already, I pre-ordered this
0: the minute it was available
1: all right and so this will be coming in next week for you then yeah. Maybe you bring it over here and we could take a look at it. Maybe we can get a closer up look and uh, get some like oh. box shots to that piece.
0: You know, it's interesting to me uh you didn't know Hopper was in 2, you know, Vigo Mortensons in 3, right? I didn't. Yeah. This wow. the, and then 4, the worst one, next generation is Matthew McConaughey and wow.
1: Renee Or <laughs> Zellweger. We got we
0: have Oscar um, Oscar Oscar Winners, Are McConaughey won. Wow. Hopper. This is a very esteemed horror, horror franchise, man.
1: Okay, well, apparently, Vinegar Dig Syndrome it. thinks that two is what the people want. They do,
0: man. People love
1: two. Okay, well, it let's...
0: is. The, it is the best
1: sequel. The best sequel.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two is the best sequel out okay. of all the reboots and sequels. Two is the where. Two is where it's at. It's where okay. to go.
1: Awesome. Well, that is out next week as well, and then uh, to wrap up, Russ, I thought maybe we could do something a little fun. An idea again that is exclusive to us and no one else. No one else has ever done this before. I have never seen this before done ever in my life. And that I, is, we're going to rank things in a list. And I'm going to call this a tier list ranking. Tier
0: list. Tier list. I have a sneaking suspicion this is going to catch on. I think you're on to something here, dude. I'm, tier.
1: A tier list. And that's uh, we're
0: going to take it a step further. I know everyone's thinking, hey, let's rank them A, B, C, D. Now we're going to put a fucking S we
1: We're going to put an S on top, and we're not even going to explain why. No. Nah. It's just going to be like a legendary thing. Like, when other people start to do this, we're like, why is there an S? Like, I don't know. It's just the way it's always been. We're, we're never going to
0: reveal why. We we will never reveal why.
1: Never. Never. So, we are going to sort of go down a little bit of some uh, memory lane with, given that it's Halloween coming up, given that uh, we, we talk a lot of shit on uh, box art too much shit. We talk a lot of shit on box art and I know I think I think for the most part Our takes are generally right. agreed upon. Well, definitely right, but also agreed <laughs> upon I see some people that are like eh, It doesn't matter to me so much and that's totally fine I think we've got opinions and we're just here to share them and I'm never gonna stop sharing them even outside of this That's um, What you do when you're superior. That's <laughs> exactly you share your opinions and you make them other people's opinions so um, I thought that we could look at some <laughs> Horror, some horror movie box art, ones that we've liked, ones we haven't liked, and we're going to rank them in this tier system. With S being the best possible art you could have ever gotten, F being what the fuck were they thinking? Mm. And and this is going to be
0: alternative artwork from mostly boutique labels yep. such as arrow Scream factory Vincent, etc yep. exactly movies okay. that we've
1: looked at before titles that we've covered before some that we love some that we didn't we're just going to put it put our money where our mouths are here and say here is our favorite and our least favorite roast us down below for what we decide let us know what maybe you think should have gone in these ranks if you disagree or agree with our decisions. And I'm just going to kind of pull these out at random.
0: Jokes aside, I'm, I'm a fan of tier videos. Yeah. I got sucked into these. And uh, it's a cool way to get a conversation starting. And you don't have to go too personal or too, this is the favorite, my favorite movie of all time. I fucking yeah. love it. It's just like, hey.
1: It's an A. You can be objective about that thing. Yeah, Yeah, it kind of gives
0: you a, like, it's a grading system. So instead of you or anybody watching, if I have a negative opinion on a movie, instead of you or anyone hearing it is, it's complete trash, you'll say, no, it's a C. I just I don't despise it. It's just not my cup of tea. Well, let's jump in.
1: Let's jump in, and I'm just going to throw a couple random ones your way, Russ, and we'll just start. Let's just start with maybe like a baseline, so we can kind of figure out, you know, where certain things are here. For those watching and, and
0: listening, I don't know you put these together. Yeah. I have no idea what's going to come up now. So just like I said, just, F- to
1: get, just to get things started, just to get a baseline, we're going to start with the Lost Boys. Now, where should the Lost Boys go on this uh, tier yeah, list? Let's let's
0: keep it. Let's keep it real. Um, damn. <laughs> Shit. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of funny that we're starting off with this. we got to start I, off. I here. would say this is one of the worst artwork we I have seen since we have done this channel for, what, two years now? Yes. I don't like this artwork at all. It gives me... Could you enlarge it a little bit so I can Yes, talk so, you can, shit? so you can hate it more. Yeah. I know we're going to put it down there. It's, everything about this. It looks like Twilight. It's It's the combination of Twilight, the Lego movie and just a bunch of bros hanging out. I don't like anything about this. The blue look, it's nothing. Nothing. I wouldn't even think it's Lost Boys. Would you?
1: I hate it. F.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't even explain it. (laughs) It's not worthy of an explanation. Just put it right down yeah. there on the F.
1: Uh, uh, as a, cool as a, movie, yeah. cool movie. Love the movie. And as I'm as I'm slowly moving it down here to F. The only my main gripe, and I said this in our video when we reviewed it, is that Kiefer's not on it. Kiefer is this movie. He should be on any promotional materials you ever have. I don't care what you want to change, what you want to do. Oh, that's his silhouette hanging. I don't give a shit. He should be on it. His face, his mullet. The the logo on this one sucks. Like you said, it's Legos. Who cares about that logo? The original type. Uh, face should be there but key for not being there is an immediate pass f grade on the lost boys
0: agreed what do we have next what do we have next you can only go up from here
1: this is an interesting one um and this is don't go in <laughs> the house from severin so this is a big uh you're a fan of this movie for we and we covered this movie a long time ago and it yeah. made it onto our a to z halloween recommendation list and i remember being taken back by this alternate art from severin not only because it's the poster itself is just like of a house and there's like a face sort of superimposed over it this not only has a gruesome scene where there's like a man in a beekeeper outfit like stringing up a burnt woman but it also has this corny ass like blue like frame around it that just makes it look like it's at the local library <laughs> that I'm like pulling this out and it's like oh what's this a you know, like I don't know, so, but so
0: what are you? So it's what act. are you leading towards? I know what are you leading towards. I here? think
1: it took. I think it took some balls to put this together. So I, kind too. Of I, I like did too. I did too.
0: My thoughts. I bought this is the version <laughs> this is I the bought. You bought. If you recall, this came out from Severin and who else did it come out from? Um, was it Arrow? Arrow was Arrow out one? much
1: more stylized? The guys on I the front pick, and there's fire yeah, behind
0: them. I because they were the same transfer, I believe. Yeah, even if they weren't, I picked up this edition based on the artwork alone. I adore this artwork. I think it's hysterical. It looks like a kid's movie. As long as you take away the burnt victim image, like you said, that outline, that border, it looks like some special edition of some classic, Children's movie from the seventies. Right, that something.
1: makes me more uncomfortable. Exactly,
0: and that's why I love it. And I know the it movie, does. and I oh, dude, I I dig it. Yeah, it even looks like it should. Like I don't, I can't read what it's saying next to the Severn video, right? HQ there. or something. HQ. H-Q it looks like it quality. should say kids it's, it's, or something. It's
1: H I Q U. It stands for high quality.
0: It looks like like one of those bucket clubs. Yeah,
1: you know what I mean. Like now hey, you
0: know the rainbow. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like watch Doko in the house, and you get a free Pizza Hut pizza. You know, boy, like, like with a fucking ribbon on it, dude. This is a. I, I'm going it's a. a for me. I
1: actually feel the same way. I don't know that I'm S, but I'm definitely oh, A. It's A for me. I'm definitely no, no, a. not S. You're right. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm not
0: putting it on the top tier, but I, I dug that one. Yeah, good, job, good, good job, Severin. Good job, Severin.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree on that. Um, here's one that we covered in the infancy of the channel, and that's mm. Tremors.
0: Again, great movie.
1: Awesome movie. Just recently watched it. Um, recently, recently watched this edition. Had a chance to really take a look at it. I must say, I do enjoy what's going on here. I like that they got the graboid on the box. And actually the one thing that i never even picked up on until holding it in my hand and looking at it the other day is that within the letters is the characters doing the pole vaulting across the rocks. I never noticed that. Dude, right? (laughs) Right. I never noticed it either. Isn't that cool? Like I never noticed that. And dude, it's so awesome. I never even picked up on that. And I feel like that really elevated it for me after I, after I Mm. noticed that. What do you think as far as the art's concerned?
0: Um, not terrible, not outstanding. Okay. Uh, for me, this would be C. Really, I would go C. I, go C. I just I like the original. I grew up with this movie. I like the original font that the, the, the Tremors logo. Uh, so again, nostalgia. Is playing a role here. The, I, the it, giant
1: it, graboid underneath, and they're like yeah, standing on the top. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. And it looks to me that's more. It, it looks more real. It looks more small townish, which exactly what, what the film is. Yeah, you know where that. To me, this cover looks damn near like a, a kaiju movie, like Godzilla or something. And I, I, got you. I don't feel like it represents the film quite well but it is not terrible for me it's a c what are you leaning towards
1: could i um convince you to go to a b
0: that's a it's our channel dude b
1: b i like i like it in a b i'm with you i feel like i two godzilla ish for me for all the reasons that you said i do think the illustration is cool but it does give you a different feel i Mm -hmm. think that tremors hit an easter egg really bumps it up for me though (laughs)
0: <laughs> that is, in, the, in, the, in the words it, it pole vaulted on the B
1: it did it got it got me up a little bit it got me up a little bit um okay so let's let's see moving right along let's let's do one that we just talked about and that's Videodrome and that's the new and we're
0: going with this cover we're the... gonna
1: go with this cover not the original okay. art cover the alternate art cover because yeah the original art is awesome that's the one I went with but for those that are you know we're always getting something different where does this rank
0: this is high for me okay this may sound sacrilegious but uh I never thought the original artwork for Videodrome was was iconic. Okay, I just don't. Uh, it, it it's great, but con- considering all the visuals within Videodrome, there are so many avenues you could go down. I felt like that original. It looks very 80s. It looks yeah. very early 80s, which it should. That mm-hmm. it's a product of its time. But like I said, it, it's not artwork that I feel is a is a prerequisite for watching the film we well, you know so, who did kill
1: it criterion their cover was sick where yeah, his yeah, head's yeah, going yeah. into the tv yeah that could have been the art. i
0: actually prefer the criterion cover to the original artwork this is sort of in line to me this is just the updated version of a 1983 uninspired poster okay but the fact that it's kind of retro is working in its favor Little bit of bias. I'm a big fan of Blondie, so I like that it features Debbie Harry. It's a I cool would, scene from the movie. I too. would much rather spend time with Debbie Harry in real life over James Woods, so I'm happy <laughs> with, you, with this. Um, nah, I'm 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 gonna give this a B. You're going to B. I'm going B on. If we gave Tremors a B, I got to give this a B.
1: Okay, I could I could see. I, I was I was maybe B to C territory. Probably the same thing with Tremors. So I'll. I'll it's not go. offensive. It's not. It's not.
0: There's okay. nothing that they got glaringly wrong here no you know i don't what think I mean? so
1: i don't think so i think that's a good scene in the movie they yeah. have her on there i kind of missed the james woods character but like i said i think the criterion one's badass but we don't have oh, that yeah, here yeah, we're not yeah. looking at that we're not looking at that here um all right let's look at maybe another obvious one here's poltergeist here's another one that we just trashed and this is the one that i'm going to show right here and that's uh craig t nelson's wrangler jeans commercial um <laughs> I don't know what your thoughts are on this one, Russ. I know I believe what you told me the first time was you wouldn't even think this was Poltergeist if the the letters weren't on the title or the title wasn't on the box.
0: No, I'd have to stare at Craig T. Nelson's ass for a good five <laughs> minutes before I came to that conclusion, which I don't mind doing. <laughs> which
1: I don't mind doing either. Um, no, this is terrible. It's it's yeah, it's terrible. I'm gonna I'm gonna need to, to go down. This one's gonna need to go live with the uh, the with the Lost Boys, I think. No, think. Are you a D? It's D. That's it's not as
0: bad as the Lost Boys. Really? Because, again... What? Because it's stupid, but it's not getting so many things wrong. Okay. It's just dumb. Craig T.
1: Nelson is there, and that's good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, what the Lost Boys is doing, it's not only getting everything wrong, it's getting everything wrong in, like, the most polar opposite way it could. Whereas Poltergeist, that's just stupid. But at least... I, 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 there is a house in the movie. Craig T. Nelson's ass does feature prominently within the <laughs> film. You know, I'm I'm not walking into this thinking I'm getting the Lego movie. Okay, so, but it's terrible. But it's terrible.
1: D. D. All right, we'll keep it. We'll keep it at D. We'll keep it at D.
0: Um, gotta have some variety, man. Gotta, we can't just throw uh, everything into the trash can. That's
1: true. Okay, let's, let's tier list. It's a tearless Halloween from Screen Factory. We looked at these last year. I know, I I. Our channel was still new. I caught some heat for (laughs) what my comments were on the art. I kind of went off on the art a little bit. I still had not known these movies very well. I've had some now a year to digest these covers a little bit more. They keep putting them out as they keep releasing these Halloween entries. It looks like this is the artist that they're going with for all of them from here on out. But let's just look at the original Halloween. What do you think about this alternate art?
0: Let's start with some positives. Okay. I think this is the best one out of all of the new Scream Factory 4K artwork. I agree with you. I think it's the best one. Um, nah, man, just give me the pumpkin. Yeah. Just give me the pumpkin.
1: Yeah, I'm. I think I'm a C on this.
0: I'm leaning towards C as well. It's better again, than it's
1: better than Polterge- or Poltergeist for yes. sure. In Lost oh, Boy, so I got to use these as my baseline at this yeah, point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it doesn't. Like, like when I think so far, don't go in the house a, like I'm affected by that cover. Mm. And I think it is something that, wow, they, they managed to do that. Whereas, you know, Tremors and Videodrome, they did nice little reproductions of it. Halloween, like you said, it's the best Michael Myers iteration. The mask looks the best. The leaves aren't being summoned behind him. It looks like a wind yeah. blue. The knife looks good. The reflection with the house, that all looks fine, but it's still just okay.
0: Yeah, no, nothing above a C for me. Okay. Nothing above a I C. I think that's
1: a C, an OK. Mm-hmm. All right, that's, that's, a, that's a C, that's an OK. So let's just put, so now we got representation for all except for an S. Do you think we're going to get an S? We might. We have some pretty high expectations, Russ. We're, we're, some pretty s- we're high
0: snobs, high. we're assholes. I don't know if anything will get an S.
1: Let's take a look at uh, one of your favorite titles from Severin, and that's Nightkiller also known as Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, which I don't have that here. I just have Night Killer. Um, I don't know if this was original art or alternate art. I can't really be sure. But I wanted to look at this because we covered this and why I love Severin and why I love Vinegar Syndrome, even though I don't pick up these titles ever. They're putting out, you know, like B-movies, movies that are were born out of a VHS or some old-ass, you know, but but they're capturing that so well, and they update these this this art so well, and it it just reminds me looking at their not only the names of the movies, but what the boxes look like. It just rem- reminds me of my youth going yeah. to these stores.
0: Well, I'm going this is gonna remind you of your youth even more. There's nothing in the movie that's like this, <laughs> so you're gonna get ripped off just like you did in the 80s going to the video I know, rental I remember stores. you saying that. That's why I also wanted to include There's nothing in like this movie this, like this. Yeah,
1: it, just like you would. You would rent this movie. Be like, yeah, this looks <laughs> awesome. Like, <laughs> yes. when does that creature show up? Once this it lady's face it. get ripped off?
0: But you get something better. You get Noonan.
1: You get Noonan. And honestly... The little
0: boy's room. This cannot be S-tier because I just want, like, Noonan's yearbook photo on a cover, and that's S-tier. Noonan is an S-tier human being.
1: Is Noonan still alive?
0: Fuck, he'll never die. He'll He's never a, die? Noonan, Noonan, is, Noonan is immortal. He's
1: immortal. Fuck. He's Doctor
0: uh, Strange for fuck's sake.
1: Well, I'm not going to go S on this cover. I don't think. I don't think this is what's going to take me over the top. But I love
0: this edition, and I love that it was in Europe as Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three. I my thoughts on this. I think I, 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 I got to put it above Tremors and Videojars. Really, so, so it's an A. I got to put it because of that. Like you said, it actually encapsulates what that experience in the '80s was like of being disappointed with cover art. And the cover art of the 80s was so out of this world and phenomenal. And dude, yeah, that harkens back to it. That's it, a, So you think it's not just the art, oh yeah. but
1: it's the meaning behind the art. So you're saying this needs to go with A. What if it's like on the line between A minus a minus and B plus?
0: Uh, listen, objectively, if you're feeling it's a B, I'll, I'll settle for a B because um, I, I think. I'll
1: put it on the bar for now. <laughs>
0: what kind of tier? We really are reinventing the tier list. We thing, are. Right?
1: What's it's, it's, What do you mean reinvent? We made it so we can do what we want. Other people can follow if they'd like.
0: Matt, I meant reinvent our own concept. <laughs> it's called spitballing.
1: We'll leave it in A for now, but let's just keep that one in mind. Here's another one from Arrow. Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: I don't know. We just got
1: silent. Uh, um... Man, again, not bad. It's not bad. This is actually one of my favorite ones that I've seen get redone recently that's come out. And I just, really? just the attention to detail to it, I really like. One, I like the Tony Todd uh, Candyman uh, likeness here, I think looks really cool. I love that yeah. the hook is like front and center. Obviously, these are apartment buildings that he's terrorizing, but they're turned into honeycombs. You've got bees that are buzzing around. I just think it's really well done. I just think it's cool. I love the blood stump. Yeah. kind of looks cool here. It gets all the gold and brown and that red. Yeah, you're I selling like me it. On it. You're selling
0: me on it. I think it you know, looks cool. I own this edition, and I think the one thing, my the only negative thing I'll say about it, I wish it was black.
1: Instead of brown?
0: Yeah. I think of that same image, but the whole case was black. Uh-huh. I would have loved that.
1: I could see that. So...
0: Yeah, you, you sold me. I I didn't even the honeycomb. I like that. Yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. kind of cool. I'll give it a B. we B. We're gonna stick for that into
1: B. Wow, so arrows really hit. Well, with I mean, the Bs. dude,
0: you said this is one of your favorites. So, so far, this is our channel. Let's split the difference. Should it be an A? I'm let me not,
1: stick it with the other arrows so far. Let's just see how this turns out, and then maybe we reserve the right to remove to move some around after it's over. Um, <laughs> we're
0: actually just putting together by studio. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> we're I, I we're tearing cool. the studio. So arrows B two so far. severed an A. It's like. Five Funny, I wonder how this Sever's is going to work out. This is the best out. company ever. I know. I wonder how this is going to work out. All right. Let's look at Criterion. Night of the Living Dead.
0: This is cool. I dig this.
1: I do too. I dig this. I've always loved the font for Night of the Living Dead, and I like how the characters in these zombie hands are represented on here.
0: And it reminds you of the original artwork because the original artwork had that uh, sort of drawing aspect to it—a collage. Yeah, you know, I, it's an updated version of that. I like how it's black and white. It's, real, um, it's
1: classy looking. It and, really is. And yeah. I think just the way the Criterion boxes look with their label on the front and their C up here—they always just have this air of superiority. I don't know what it is. Like Arrow's got their little A on there. Severin usually has their thing on the spine. Same thing with Screen Factory.
0: I always looked at Arrow. Criterion
1: puts it right on the front. They're telling you what's up.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was the lead dude ever on the cover before?
1: I don't know. You could be right. I'm not sure.
0: Because, I mean, that was a ballsy thing. Romero, I always... Hey, that's one thing you got to give Night of Living Dead props on. I mean, that came out in 68. Mm-hmm. And Romero intentionally cast a black man. That wasn't happening in 1968. Yeah. He did it to make a point I and mean, fuck racism and all that. And that's why I'm thinking, was he ever on any of the other covers? Because I... To my knowledge, that's know. the most prominent he's ever featured on a cover for Night yeah. of the Living Dead.
1: I don't know. I really like that. That's kind of giving me an A vibe. I'm going to go A with it. Too. You're going to go with I'm A, with a on that? I'm with you on yeah, that. Yeah, like, I, like, I like that.
0: Criterion, they do good work with their art. They do. Art, I man. wish I put
1: the Videodrome Criterion up
0: there, too. You <laughs> know why Criterion nails it? We were talking about this with... Um, oh, man. What title were we talking about this? They they go for subtlety, mm-hmm. like Wally that cover of Wally. Yeah, yeah, you could yeah. have done some big spectacle. It's animation, but you literally chose the part where Wally's like on Trash Earth, not yep. some space thing, not some big the Malcolm X
1: cover. Oh, that's just nice. like him, like it's graffiti in the background. Yeah, like cool. where he's
0: giving a speech somewhere. It's not just some imposing grand picture. You yeah. know? I like it. It, it. Makes it feel more personal.
1: Well, here's a studio we haven't looked at yet. And that's Second Sight. And this is their version of The Witch. And while I love Second Sight and I have this release because there's a lot of things to love about this movie and this release in general, I got to say I'm still underwhelmed by this art. I like it. I am underwhelmed by it. It's still, even in person, I looked at it. I was like, I wish it was, it doesn't need to be the poster art with just the, the black Philip on it, but just the way that, anya taylor joy 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 anya taylor joy looks i feel like the likeness could have been a little bit better i'm not sure it just it's just not doing it for me all the way
0: i like it because it reminds me of uh like a gothic horror novel or maybe looks like a book yeah uh, maybe even like the scary stories books uh which the film gives me a vibe of yeah it's like a gothic Olden times. I like it. I, I'm with you. I never thought about it. That doesn't the likeness of uh, Tanya okay. Taylor Joy
1: is a little off. It's okay. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling a C with that one. C's fair. You like C on that. It's, I it's, think maybe it's, personally it's, I'd it's go fine. B,
0: but I also know you're a bigger fan of the movie. I technically have never seen it.
1: I think it's fine, and I'll, I'll <laughs> we'll look at this list at the end and see if anything needs to be adjusted. But I feel like for now I'm liking that in a C. Um, let's go. See here, let's go to a movie that you enjoy. They didn't mess with the art too much here, but Scream the regular edition Scream 4K that was released, I guess, last year at this point. They also had a steel book that came out, which looks pretty cool, but I wanted to go with this one since mm-hmm. it's got uh, I don't know, maybe more of a likeness to the original poster. Maybe I not. just
0: realized this, but it's Pulp Fiction looks a lot like this, You're and right. they're both Miramax. You're right. 90s. Uh, I like this. You like this. I like this. I was never a fan of the original Scream poster. And you ever notice after the original Scream poster, there were a ton of posters. The faculty looked like that. Yeah. Uh, I just hated that. Like one big image, and then the little heads down here. Yeah. It looks stupid. It I made was like it, made it looks like made it look like Dawson's Creek or something. Which Kevin Williamson. So okay. No, I like this. I like it. I even like how it's black and white and the blue and red. Uh, I never thought killing Drew Barrymore off in the beginning was as impactful as everyone Made says it, seem, it is.
1: Yeah. Is that who this is supposed to be, you think, on the front? I, I don't know who yeah, that's, is that who that's it's supposed Drew to be. Barrymore.
0: Oh, okay. Do you right. agree with me on that, though? Did that work for you? Because I know you didn't see Scream until no. recently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone compared it to Psycho. It's like, oh, my God, they killed Drew Barrymore in the first scene. I remember nineteen ninety six. It's not like it's not like Drew Barrymore was well, on top of the world. A list actress, yeah, yeah. It's like that just seemed like something she would be in because her career is in the toilet now. Anyway, anyway.
1: Well, where where are you at with that art then?
0: It's simple. Uh, Scream never had iconic artwork anyway, so I'm gonna go B. I There's B. nothing really you can do more or less with that.
1: I'll give you a B on that. I'll go. I'll go with a B. Yeah. Um. So how about? How about going back to Scream Factory with Child's Play? Their original art for Child's Play, the original Child's Play.
0: I like it. I like when Scream Factory does this style. Um, yeah, I like it. There's not I mean, what can you say negative about it?
1: I I agree. I I don't think that it's it's not giving me like holy shit, that's an S rank, but I no. do like the the art here is great. It looks just like Chucky at his sort of final stage where he's kind of going bald <laughs> a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's got you know, he's got that great look on his face. The knife is awesome. He's over like a smoky, you know, living room. It's kind of spooky.
0: I always like that. how Chucky ages. Yeah. While, oh, yeah. Um, it's like that yeah. process is going faster. Yeah. It makes awesome. him look more evil.
1: Yeah. I, I think this is perfect, to be honest. Um, so I think that's an A for me.
0: I wouldn't say perfect.
1: Not perfect, but a. I, I'm going to give it an A. Perfect is the yeah. S rank. In, in our I'm patented ranking scale, S is the best. It's
0: definitely, I'd put it above Candyman, Videodrome, and Tremor, so yes. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So let's see, Child's Play. The the bottom half is kind of goofy.
1: The the living room shit?
0: Yeah. Like really? The, the, the living room? I
1: don't know. Yeah. I, you well, what could else be, are you going to do? There should be something else there, you mean, instead yeah, of that? I don't know. Maybe, Charles Lee maybe Ray? Maybe Chris
0: Sarandon or something. I, I don't know. Maybe even just a different location. It's just the living room.
1: sounds like this is more of a B. No,
0: no, no, because it's done well. I just said, what else? What could you do? What else can you do? Okay. Yeah, for that style, they did
1: well with that. All right. Let's see if Arrow is going to continue its B streak with Demons. That's pretty badass. This is probably my favorite Arrow (laughs) thing that I've seen in person because you have it. Yes. Mainly because when you look at this art, it's like, wow, that's awesome. It's a split TV. It's both movies. One's coming out of the theater. One's coming out of the television. It just looks so cool. But then also the box itself, which I know we're not really ranking here, but it splits apart. That is so cool. We're just looking at art here. We're not ranking boxes, but damn, that box is cool. And we're not
0: ranking the movies if someone just tuned in. Right.
1: We are not ranking these movies, just what they look like. This I'm feeling, I've always loved how these demons look too, by the way. That's
0: an S, man. I'm giving this an S. (sighs) you have to because you know what dude this this has the this had the task of showcasing two movies on one cover as you said one's the tv one's the i don't even think you've seen these movies but that's the plot one takes the first one's in a movie theater and the second one they're coming out of tvs it looks badass they managed to keep the integrity of the actually That original artwork for the first Demons, where it looks like the fog, I'm not sure if that's the original artwork, but whatever, this is better than that. I think so, too. And like, yeah, dude, you haven't seen the movies, but I mean, those characters feature prominently in them. Yeah, that's S tier. I, I, that I think weird. they knocked that packaging and that artwork out of the fucking park.
1: Yeah, I, I just I feel like I just needed you to say that out loud because I think that was what's in my heart. It is awesome. The demons have always looked so cool. They the reproduction on here, whoever drew this like nailed it mm. exactly their look, exactly how terrifying they appear to look. They're looking right at you. The concept of both movies. I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. That's an S-tier one. That's an an S-tier. And like
0: you said, having it open in the middle and pull out from both sides, that was just the icing on the cake. Yeah,
1: just to have the box be awesome too on top of the art. Yeah. Awesome. S-tier. Congratulations, Arrow. You got one in the S, baby. You're up there with the big dogs. Um, The only big dog. The only big dog so far. Let's look at just a couple more. Let's look at one more sort of regular studio release, and that's The Thing. And The Thing steelbook that was exclusive to Best Buy, You've got here some icy sort of scenery with the melding of the two or two faces. I think this is what they find in the ship before Mm. shit starts to go wrong. Um, What are are your thoughts on this one?
0: Hmm, I don't love it. The thing is, one of those titles. There's so much goddamn artwork, so many releases, so many. And and honestly, I don't have like one go to. That's funny because I have a tattooed on my arm, the the cover, the old yeah. school cover with the shadow type. You know, uh, I ultimately prefer that over everything else. This gives me the vibes of the the reboot slash sequel. Okay, I could be worse. I've seen worse. Uh, I'll go see. For go this. see with this one. I would go see. What would you go?
1: I'm in the C to D area myself. I I almost don't want to put this next to the witch. I feel like this is close to the more close to poltergeist. I don't think it's I don't think it's I'm, as good as Halloween. I'm either. with you,
0: but remember, I thought the witch cover wasn't too bad. So now you, I'm judging it on. a, would rather have that witch cover than this. So it's D. Yeah,
1: I don't. Yeah, I think it's I think it's D for me because I I think Halloween is way better than it. I don't think it can stand in the same league with that either. I think it's. Like you said, there's a ton of great art already out there. So many different options. I think they just went with something that they hadn't done yet, basically. And I don't know.
0: The Thing would be a perfect movie. See, this is what bugs me about this cover. For me, The Thing is the type of film, go one of two ways with the artwork. Subtle, just show me snow and a dog. (laughs) Yeah. Either do that or really showcase one of the gruesome special effects, you know, works and within the film. And to me, this is trying to do both. And then it just neuters both concepts. It neuters the isolation aspect and it neuters the incredible effects work in it. It doesn't showcase either.
1: So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think it's, I don't know. I, uh, there's just some, even the, the original arts a thousand times better, but I guess we're looking at alternate art and that's what this is. Um, all right, so let's see. Two more.
0: Is Demons going to be the champion?
1: We'll see. Army of Darkness Steelbook from Scream Factory. Now, they put I out like their original up. edition with the original poster, but they put this alternate art out for their Steelbook. And what do you think about this?
0: Let me think about it here. I'm, I'm, I'm starting. I'm trying to compare it to every iteration of Army of Darkness I have owned and seen over the years. You may hate me for this one. This is probably the best.
1: You mean as far what's on the ranking? You think this is an S? Is that what you're saying? I'm torn between an A and an S. Uh, my first thought was A, because I do think, as far as the illustrations concerned, it looks awesome. The original poster art is just so great. But I think what this is capturing here—how Bruce Campbell looks, how the Deadite commander looks—you've got you know the skeletons, shits on fire, his arm, his friend back here in his armor. I mean, it's just, it's just, and, and I, not to mention too, when you open it up, the scene continues. Mm-hmm. That whole thing is cool. Again, we're not in the box, but I'm feeling definitely an a, definitely an a, I don't know about yeah. S, but I'm definitely an a, I'm
0: going to go a same thing as you said. And what I love about it the most, and this is why I was considering it an S this style has been done by Scream factory. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done it with Friday the 13th. Uh, I believe they're doing it with Carrie as well. Um, To me, the type of movie Army of Darkness is, which is the medieval action comedy sci-fi romp, Mm -hmm. I feel like that style fits it perfectly. The colors, all of it. Whereas Friday the 13th, doing that collage style is awesome. Looks great, but doesn't really capture the movies to me yeah. i feel like that captures army of darkness yeah in a comic way
1: yeah i think it looks awesome yeah i think that's really cool. why didn't you get that i because i told you i thought i was gonna get that nice hard box.
0: i would have told you no uh. dude i would you should have asked me I'm t- the only one i've ever received like that was elvira's haunted hills why? which wasn't how do we know four, wasn't even 4k
1: release i know how do we know though how do we how can we tell what that's going to be but,
0: but i I'm I'm with you on that because I like those styles too. But I mean, if you're such a fan of this artwork, I you know. should have just did that. Dude. I'm
1: I'm more of a fan of the original artwork, and if I had a nice hard box with that, that's fine for me. But you're right. Now I'm sad that I didn't. Um, what about this? We just talked about this Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. New art for them. The iconic art is not here. You mm. can it's on the flip side, but this is what they're giving you yeah. from them. What mm. do you think?
0: really cool it's the first artwork i've seen where they're kind of playing with the blue purplish neon type colors yeah uh which feature towards the end of it but it's also hard because damn that breakfast club homage is just so cool yeah and so basic and so god it's just so exactly what you're getting with the movie um, but no, nah, but this is awesome. This is awesome um, too. I'm gonna have to go B just because man, okay. it, it has to live in the shadow of that original
1: artwork. Uh, it just does. But just on its own, you think it's a B? I was thinking A, but I could see, on I, its could go, own, I could go B.
0: The only reason I'm going B over A is because it, does uh, it, it looks a little too serious for me. It's really cool, but it, it almost gives me vibes. Uh, we were discussing inside recently. Yeah. It almost gives me that brown, scary vibe that that is. Do you, does that make sense to I you? To, I suit me. It, it's almost too horrific for what the movie is, and that's why I got to deduct some points off it. Okay. That being said, holy shit, it's awesome. Holy shit, it's awesome.
1: All right. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Is this a good list here? Do we need... Uh, is, this, is this where it should stand? I mean, I, I, I don't know if we've... American Werewolf in London? This one's very busy to me. Yeah. They're trying to cram a lot into this picture. Look. Every remember scene. that famous
0: transformation scene? It's in this movie. Just look at the cover. Look, it's right there in case you were wondering. It's
1: everywhere. And I don't mind it in person, but there is a lot going on here. There's a, there's a lot. I think, First
0: off, for how much there's going on in there, can you pull it back up for a second? Why didn't they get one of the coolest scenes in the whole damn movie? Is when The ending? he's like laying there naked naked. (laughs) no no when he's having the dream and he like looks over oh yeah put that floating head in there why do we got the dude at the slaughtered lamb like who cares yeah why is he there
1: (laughs) who knows i'm I'm feeling i'm feeling a strong c on this one exactly i'm feeling a strong c on that and i guess russ is that the end i think that could be the end
0: unless you have some uh something waiting in the cut that's a Gonna blow our minds, and that's not it.
1: I got the fog, <laughs> and I've got Children of the Corn.
0: Uh, I've never seen Children of the Corn, so I can't really, I can't really tell if that's good, bad.
1: This fog to I'm me looks like a D, and Children of the Corn to me is C B area. I'm gonna go B just because I think this kid looks badass, and this all this shit going on down here looks pretty cool. But. It does
0: look cool, but like I said, I, I'm afraid to rank it because if, if it's totally if it's not in line with the film I'll feel foolish
1: I don't care about what the film's doing I'm going to give I'm going to give the fog uh that's going to go uh a D for me mm-hmm. is the fog
0: and actually what I just said about army of darkness the fog Jesus Christ that's not the movie to have this hyper comic book style artistic. No. It's just not that army of darkness. Totally not the fog.
1: Yeah. I feel like this to me is better. I don't know. I feel like, what I do you think? There wouldn't be, Cause I'll it is cool. is
0: cool. Me. Like I said, I'm just hesitant on it because I've never seen the film, okay. but that is a good cover.
1: All right, well, there's the final list. The only one to make an S rank is Demons. And then with A, Don't Go in the House, Night Killer, Night of the Living Dead, Child's Play, and Army of Darkness, Steelbook. B, Tremors, Videodrome, Candyman, Scream, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 from Vinegar Syndrome and Children of the Corn. C was Halloween from Scream Factory, The Witch from Second Sight, American Werewolf in London from Arrow. Down in the Ds is Poltergeist and The Thing, and the F of the year is The Lost Boys. Terrible, terrible. But that is our patented ranking segment Mm -hmm. that is going to ignite the interwebs. And I'm sure you're going to see so many other videos like this out there. This is an original concept, but we do thank everybody for tuning in everybody for listening. If you are listening to this in your car, you could come and check us out on YouTube. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you should come back and check this out on spotify listen to it in your car listen to us check us out everywhere
0: and let us know in the comments if you agree disagree if we got it completely wrong or if we got it completely right we want to hear from you definitely but we definitely got it right on that demons being s tier definitely Get fuck let us out of here. yeah you're on the wrong channel if you think that is an s tier
1: yeah let us know where you would have put these and uh, anything else you got russ for the people
0: uh long live the new flesh